You've tuned in to another episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast, hosted by Sam, Matt, and Neil. Put your feet up and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to uh, a very strange start to this episode of um, episode 10 of season two, uh, Tales of Laggards. I don't know why it's called Tales of Laggards, that's a bit of a weird name. Um, well, it's Tales of Heresy is the book, because we're going oh, off book titles. Yeah. And, and uh, do you know what a laggard is? No, no. no it's no. someone who progresses slowly. Oh, Neil, you're a laggard. We're all laggards. I'm not a laggard. Yeah, you are. Anyway, slightly different start to the normal episode, um, mainly because we had a very unfortunate event whereby um, we lost the first half of the episode. Um, and uh, third. The first third of the episode. It's about two hours long. Um, it was covering the Legion of Three section, um, and it basically was, I'm going to say, probably our pinnacle of episode recording um, <laughs> yes it had, it had many a joke that would have probably you would have never heard anyway <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some ca- counts, ca- cancelable jokes in there yeah that um, will never the, literally the laptop went no I'm not even going to let you <laughs> yeah, potentially yeah. ruin your careers we're just going to delete the whole thing <laughs> yeah so in, in, instead of trying to to force what's yeah. the, 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 the the line from um, uh, Mean Girls instead of trying to make Fetch happen and, and re-record it we thought we'd just give it a we'll call it there and we won't we won't try and redo it again yeah yeah sorry yeah. instead of trying to make Fetch, fetch happen what the you don't I you don't wear pink on Wednesdays oh weird um, so what we're going to do instead is um, luckily for all of you uh, we know that you don't really enjoy us just waffling on talking to each other about the stuff that we don't <laughs> like do like we are now uh, like we're doing now um, all the mildly abusive uh, aims at Neil being quite old um, and uh, we instead recorded from the Read the Siege so probably all of the content all of the nice yeah, content the actual content of this podcast is, is in there is still available yeah. it's yeah. just that first two hours which no one will ever hear again of, of, of slightly inappropriate jokes chat and absolute twaddle some hobby progress and some hobby progress um, nothing too disastrous so yeah uh, the only thing we want to squeeze in here before you hear read the siege is our next hobby hangout is march 31st come and hang out with us um look out for the event for that and uh scouring of Vivani prime uh so the pack is out there many people booked on thank you very much for booking on and believing in us and our second ever mm-hmm. event returning to Hivani Prime in the Heresy um, we have one traitor ticket available so uh, do get in touch if you you play traitors and you'd like to come along and take part um, if you want to join give us an email on the Adeptus Terra podcast at gmail.com and we can give you payment details and uh, help you out along the way um, after probably another couple of weeks, I'll start posting it outside our own social media groups mm-hmm. to see if we can pick up one lucky random person yep. who, who have, may have no idea how useless we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, know. I'm really looking forward to the event. I'm glad we're putting it on again, Excellent. doing things a bit differently. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it cool. very much. So just got to do some work on it now. Yeah. Right. We're going to take a quick break because, you know, that's what we normally do, but it's going to be weird. And uh, we'll come back and hope you enjoyed the... Read the siege. Read the siege <laughs> and the rest of the episode. Yeah, sorry. As standard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sorry, but we'll do better next time. <laughs> 
Probably, maybe, yeah. probably not. Uh, accidents happen. What are you going to do? Just remember, yeah, don't yeah. patch the laptop again. I just, it, it's just a dick. Just make sure you hit save now. Save well, have a save now. Do don't, it now. Actually, do it now. Wow, Come on, do it now. It actually saves while recording. Wow. That's amazing. Finish the recording and then <laughs> press save and hopefully you enjoy the rest of this episode. No, not that button. Alright there, my lover. Sometimes farming is hard work and I need a midweek break. So we started Mike's Midweek Hangouts as a midweek haven from the hustle, bustle and loud noises of the farm. These gatherings are held in Facebook rooms. You can join from the link found either in the Adeptus Terra podcast safe room or found in the Hobby Hangout channel on the Discord. If you want to get some midweek hobby progress in, why not grab your scrumpy and join Mike on a Wednesday from 8.30. See you there, my lover. Come on now, let's get together. Welcome to Read the Siege, and we are going to be covering Echoes of Eternity. Um, this is one of the later books of the Siege of Terror. We're getting towards the end, boys. My concern oh. is, right, this was a 14-hour book, listened to normal speed. Yeah, something like that. And the 16, next one... 14. The next no. one is is longer. What? Garrow is longer? <laughs> oh, no, fuck. no, we've oh. got Garrow next. Oh, I've not actually started Garrow. I've started the next one. Uh, you, okay. The next one's End of the Death, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, no, no. We're yeah, doing yeah, Garrow. no, fuck Garrow. End of the Death. No, no, no. Fuck Garrow. There's a book. It's Garrow. Whatever. No, I don't want to. Well, tough. It just feels so cheap using an Audible credit on a shit book like that. You haven't even read it. How do you know it's shit? Because it's like five minutes long. What is it, Garrow? What's the name, Garrow? I don't think bastard. it's a short story. Garrow bastard. Is it Garrow Knight of the Grey? Uh, something like that. Yes. I'll load so. up my Audible and have a look. It's seven ninety nine. You know what? I might just buy it instead of spending a credit on it. Nah, because we'll get another credit, credit for. Yeah. yeah. That's how much. Your, that's how much it's three credit. hours. It's three hours long. It's a short story. Yeah, perfect. Bullshit. I want like a nine hour book at least. That's like. Hang on, you. <laughs> it's dangerously in the point where it's not worth a credit. Yeah, I do understand that, but it's, part of, it it's part of the series. How right? much is it to buy? Oh, buy you, Kindle. you reckon you'll be able to buy it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the Kindle version. I'll, oh, read, right. I'll read the e-version. I'm not buying a short story like if that. It's, it's bullshit. If it's 99p... Hang on, I need my iPad. <laughs> um, this went... This took a weird turn. Yes. Like straight off the bat. It did, it did, really off the bat. Anyway, carry it, on. This could literally be like almost the opening of the episode. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Spoilers. 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 We're not doing uh, Legion of Three anymore. We're just going straight into this. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving Surprise. you content. What's his name? Garrow, Knight of the Bullshit. Gra- no. Garrow, Knight of the Bullshit, yes. Garrow. Knight of the Grey. Garrow. <laughs> not Gary. <laughs> the, the final... Gary. The final... Outing of Garrow, I guess. Garrow. Kindle edition. Well, Kindle edition is ten ninety nine. What? Wow, that's expensive. That's expensive as hell. Or a seven ninety nine audible credit. Just uh, use a credit. You I get one next month. Three pounds. Can I buy? You can buy it hardback <gasps> for twenty quid. <laughs> twenty quid. <laughs> I'm not saying He's twenty quid on that. Worse and worse. It's awful, isn't it? I, honestly, <laughs> this just this just reinforces. Oh no 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 uh, no! This just reinforces the bullshit 
model of GW in these books. Yeah. Right. I'll get an audible credit. I'll get on there fucking three hours. Yeah, Bullshit. perfect. You can listen to it like eight times before we record it. Or, and, and hear me out here, I'll wait until well. the day before and then and do it in three hours. Them. I mean, I love the fact that it's going to be three hours. That, that's going to be nice. Three hours, that's, minutes. That's one and a half hours. I could actually listen, speed. Perfect. Could listen to another book as well. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. I might just carry on listening to the end of the death. Got nothing yeah. to do with because yeah. I'm quite far in already. <laughs> I'd, I'd make some notes if you're going to do that because you can then forget what you've, oh. you've. No, no. I feel like the end of the death is quite a forgettable book. I imagine. Oh yeah. Have you started I, listening I, to it? No. I, I imagine the first two and a half of the three parts will be, <laughs> and then it'll be the end. So end weird, of weird, the <laughs> weirdly, end of the death. Um, they've they've gone down the chapter route like segments, but the chapters are quite small. So a chapters like nine minutes long in audible format yeah uh, uh, like 1.3 times because what i listen to it because i'm not a monster um <laughs> uh, and um, I, I, I finished mine on 2.5 jesus christ <laughs> and i could pay attention i, I, I was to, I, I decided to try and up it to three. Oh, three's ridiculous it's, you I don't get it you can't enjoy it at that no, speed no, it's, it's, I genuinely it's not was. about enjoyment it's about <laughs> recapping about yeah to be fair no this is this is neil's second time through um, right. You gotta remember that. Well, actually, right? no. This was this was an attempt to do a third time. Oh, okay. Wow. But three times was way point, too quick. I, I, it's not enjoyable. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's not how I want to live my life. I, I was quite enjoying it. Like, anyway, carry on. What are we doing? You're we're, reading. We're, you're, you're reading the, the summary, summary of Echoes <clears throat> of Eternity. Right. Okay. Did I actually do the right one? I don't know. Did we'll you? We'll find out. <laughs> Garrow, the Knight in Grey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, it is the right one. So. Uh, the walls have fallen, the defender's unity is broken, the inner panace lies in ruins, the Warmaster's horde advances through the fire in the ash of terror's dying breaths, forcing the loyalists back to the Delphic battlement, the very walls of the Sanctum Imperialis themselves. Angron, Herald of Horus, has achieved all immortality through annihilation. Now he leads the armies of the damned in a wrathful tide, destroying all before them, as the warp begins its poisonous corruption of terror. For the Emperor's beleaguered forces, the end has come. Khan lies on the edge of death. R- Rogel Dawn is encircled, fighting his own war uh, at the Battle of Bastion. I mean, what do you mean? Cowering and counting his pencils. Um, Gellerman will not reach terror in time without his brothers. Very weird that's in there because he's not really in it at all. Sangrinius, the angel of the Ninth Legion, all hail the, uh, the goat that is Sangrinius, uh, waits on the final battlements, hoping to rally a desperate band of defenders and refugees for one last stand. Da, da, da. Spoilers, it's not one last stand, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. one last stand until the last stand. Yeah. Until then, the last stand. And until then the next, next wall. And then the next, <laughs> next battle. Yeah. Um, analysis, right. So, how can I we... just read my first four <laughs> words? What is this book? It's mental. <laughs> I, I, it was a little bit I, all over the place. Yeah, right? I, I, don't, I don't want people to hear that as what is this book? I did not enjoy Admittedly, it. Admittedly, when I but first read it. My God. That, when I read through your notes, I was just like, hold on, did Matt not enjoy this one? No, I genuinely... It, so I would say the first... Probably third of the book. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on? That, like, you... I, they'd introduce another new person, and I'd be like, oh, okay, is this going to be... Oh, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were lots yeah. of bits like yeah. that, yeah. but I was just like, what is going on? What's important? What's not important? And... And you just have to be patient, and you those things pay off. Yeah. Which was, I, I genuinely really enjoyed this book, but the first third of it, I was like, "What the hell?" Is, also, doing, I, I did the first third on like one and a half speed, 
So it wasn't like I was, it was going really, really fast and I couldn't keep up. Yeah. It was normal pace. Uh, I would say the first third was basically, um, I don't like the word pointless. Setting the scene. It was kind of bullshit. I feel like I want my credit back for that first half. <laughs> Do you, Stop. Really? It encapsulated the the chaos of what is actually going on. Yeah. It's very, okay. very, yeah. very much does. Nobody's going to survive this. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, it was like six hours worth of scene setting. You're right. Kind of. There so, were lots of different things happened you're, in those you're, first six hours. Yeah, no. So the the, the first, well, so okay. I know what he scored this book. He's just being he's an just arse. being sad. So the the book was split into three. Um, the first section that we're talking about is, is is effectively a scene setting. It's it's straight after the um the the the, the, the outer wall. What the wall is called the ultimate wall. Ultimate wall. Ultima. Ultima wall. Yeah, sure. Um, the that's fallen. Um, that's fallen. The the attackers are getting in. Um, and it, it's basically setting the 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 advance. Sorry, not the advance. The well, the advance of the Warmasters' um, armies and the retreat of the defenders back to the they various. They just called the horde. Yeah, which I quite liked because they have become just an absolute which, horde. Which, which was really like kind yeah, of yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it wasn't. Um, I think what this section for me was really good at was setting the scene as all of the traitors have basically lost all semblance of hierarchy and directive from, from commanders their leaders yeah. have gone yeah because we've seen khan cut down we've yeah. seen you know heads being taken yeah. and primarchs leaving or getting injured or yeah. dying yeah. in terms of Miltarian. and there's been so much so the degradation and this is now becoming this is chaos yeah yeah before yeah. chaos yeah and, and they're they are effectively breaching the wall the outer wall and then making their way into the 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 inner inner sanctum, going yeah. via bastions and taking those down, and, and basically annihilating traitors. Uh, sorry, loyalists to, to 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 make their way there. Do you not believe that's true? No, sorry, I've just you literally said making their way downtown, and then that just <laughs> took me off on <laughs> my own segue. So I think we we follow quite a few characters, as as Matt sort of yes. said. We follow. There's quite a few name drops in this yeah. in this um, this section of the book. Um, I think, and, and it's kind of, for me, it's challenging because it kind of all blends into one book for me. I, I, I don't really see it as kind of first, second and third. So the the defense of that um, weird library where we meet 91, the, this, um, this guitar, this guitar. Oh, what T that was this, that was this yes. book, right? That Trans was, this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was in the first, that was the first one. So we, we meet T, um, our Skitari, um, female friend, um, and, yeah, and the uh, old guardsman who's decided not to run and is just like dying of the radiation of a weapon and yeah like, kind of crazy yeah, little stuff. things thrown in there do you know what this book actually kind of really set the picture for grimdark yeah it did like, you know what? it really was grimdark some of the battle scenes and the way they described wounds and and kills were cool. very graphic mm. yeah um, which was cool it felt very different to the previous ones to me i think that's probably adb's yes. writing style is yeah. different yeah. And I loved it for that. I really did. I think it was good at, pa at painting a no hope picture. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel like through this that there was ever going to be a oh the the loyalists might bring it back and yeah, they might yeah. actually repel the the attackers. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like a tooth and nail. <laughs> when you got people like Sanguinius going, we're going to die here. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like probably the yeah. most um uh, what's the word 
Sunshine and Rainbows Primark. There yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's saying that. It's. Mm. Yeah. So, right, so yeah. I think for this first, this first third, the, the important bits for me were meeting T and the defense of that library and, and kind of looking at how does Qatari go. Um, the, what, when I mentioned it in the chat, I said, um, I said, uh, um, Death Guard, didn't I? I meant yeah, World Eater. Yeah. Cargus. So, so we follow Cargus through um, his mental breakdown that is falling to chaos and the nails. Um, yeah. with him kind of losing phasing yeah. in and out phasing in and out of his, his own reality his memories are so jumbled he yeah. doesn't know whether he's actually got people around him or not yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I wasn't sure whether that world word bearer was real no until he ended up being real but yeah no, I, I thought something similar yeah. I was like hmm is so, he there because he has no idea if he is so I don't have any idea and which it, is I, kind of a nice little narrative uh, tool yeah. and I, I do think it was really cool looking at his backstory with um, uh, Amit, Amit yeah. and, and them being um, what's the term Blade uh, Brothers is uh, that uh, I can't remember what they call chain it but yeah Chain Brothers, brothers that oh was in it. this they were Chain Brothers because when they fight together they're chained together yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a really cool really cool to us follow it through um, and we also had um, what other stories in this bit it's kind of those two for my mind uh, Cargos is the main one so like for me I found it really hard to similar to you to break it into those parts yeah, yeah. so I just kind of went what are the main focuses that clung to my memory yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. which are character based so there's Cargos obviously you meet Land and Zephon in the first yep. third as well yeah. um, and that obviously continues throughout that thread yeah and you see how Zephon um, fell from when he lost all his arms and limbs yeah and how kind of just bitter and unhappy he was having to go to terror and how land was really kind of in a weird way a friend but it, it, it didn't a, really a dick friend yeah. <laughs> like because land when he came to terror land basically fought with him inside the webway yeah um and then because of how he fought with him he then created the arms he and basically legs that, saved him that yeah. saved him but as far as i'm aware it didn't really cover any of that no. uh, has it been no. in another so, book have so, I missed it? um no other than land just saying like i saved you and yeah like little bits like that but they don't cover it I want to say there may be a short story for Zephon when they released his model yeah probably I think they may have done a Siege of Terror short story maybe it's, isn't there a book called War in the Webway maybe isn't there a, a Horace Heresy book like that there might be yeah I haven't maybe read it if there is but yeah yeah I haven't read anything about the War of the Webway yeah Um. so other than obviously like things on like Wiki and Lex Carnum and things like that yeah um, um, but yes, yeah, so you had those other other main storylines. We had uh, if we were talking rather than the third and doing the storylines, we had um, Vulcan dying. Yeah, Vulcan a and Magnus was fighting Magnus. Cool. We had Sanguinius and the the finding of Sanguinius and the state yeah. of the Blood Angels. Yeah, and just Blood Angel backstory. I think if you're a fan of the Blood Angels, which I am, read this book. Yeah, whether you're a 40k fan, 30k, it doesn't matter. I think this book. Uh, um, amplifies who they are it shows the difference of the legion as well like you've got yeah. characters like amit zephon and then you have that stark difference in sanguinius as well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah it made me a massive fan right the master of mankind has the war in the webway ah cool okay yeah i don't think i've read that one i definitely haven't because that's book 41 yeah, yeah. i i've jumped around after i got to like angel exterminator so i gave up and just started reading ones that i like the sound of yeah but even and then we started the siege and i've just not done anything Skipped else everything else so um I, I agree i think it's it was a fantastic book for kind of painting blood angels and, and mm. learning more backstory yeah. I, I think the 
the finding of Sanguinius, I don't think was really ever has ever been in another book um, before. No, so not nice not to, literally him talking to the emperor. Well, because quite often uh, from the ones that I've read, it's been in the Primarch book series. series yeah, book yeah and, most of them have been. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was interesting to hear how he found him, and then his speech to his legion when he first was reunited with the legion. Yeah, basically was like. Yeah, I think it was. It was so really the interesting, interesting. Thing is, obviously, we've done Blood Angels for Law of the Legion, mm. and all this stuff was in that law bit because I did it. Mm. Um, and but I, it must have come from the notes that I've read online and research that I did was probably some of the stuff from this book. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it's been out for a long time. Now. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it was cool to kind of read something that I already knew, but only through doing research online, not yeah. actually reading it. Yeah, so yeah. That was kind of this weird, like, oh, I've already, I've, I've spoken about that, but I've never read it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was really interesting. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I thought that was a really powerful moment in this book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, especially as a blood It was one of my, boy. one of my favorites. Honestly, I'm very happy that someone else in our group does blood angels <laughs> because by the time this book finished, I was like, I could do blood angels. <laughs> um, it really changed my opinion of Sanguinius as well. Yeah. Not that I thought his character was very different to what I thought, but it had more of a like, oh, you're not like it, it, in some ways a kind of oh yeah, you're the goody two shoes angel whatever. Whereas here is a very honourable human Primarch yeah. really, and and I really gravitated towards him particularly. Mm. Um, I found him very very appealing, and every time he was saying something, I, I paid a lot of attention yeah. to what he was saying. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the quick focus on things. Although I would say sometimes it was like, is this a story for story's sake? Because you just want to show that chaos and that person's dead now, forget about them. And you know, you spent a couple of minutes kind of focusing on them and then they've yeah, just yeah. been, their light's been snuffed out and we're on to the next thing. That was my only, I wouldn't call it a gripe, but it was just a bit like, oh, again, is this going to pay off? Oh no, it's not. Is this going to pay off? Well, I guess so because they've left it in a weird place. I thought the 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 defense of the 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 war um, was covered really really well. Mm, yeah, like because it it it, it showed um, space marines fighting with humans, fighting with conscripts, fighting with like guard and, yeah. and there's, anyone, everyone, <laughs> anyone and everyone has to fight. Yeah, because they don't have any no more choice. people, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and in the kind of start of the battle speech saying when you said you can get if you want i don't mind run. go yeah. run run back yeah. to the palace you'll you'll be part you'll be allowed to yeah. go like you've given enough yeah and actually there's kind of a rousing moment um and there was that a really was, oh, his speech was phenomenal yeah there, there was a really harrowing phenomenal i think a really harrowing moment where they were pulling bodies back that the space marines had been killing to burn them obviously because they're, yeah. they're um, infected yeah, yeah. and there were still pulling back people that were injured and not dead and then just setting them on fire because yeah. they had to kill them and they had to clear out off the, the thing. Yeah, and yeah. they were doing rotations of, of troops from the rear guard to the front line. Yeah, they had like three or four ranks, didn't they? And they were kind of... And they had like an hour gap. An hour gap yeah. to recuperate and then right you back out, go on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it just showed the, the relentlessness yeah. of it, which I don't think you get in you get in a lot of like bolter porn books it's yeah. always like space spring it's grand team it? one go yeah, in yeah, they, yeah. they save the day go, actually go, go, yeah, go, or, or all die and that's that yeah, yeah. and but yeah and this it was, was, it, was both. Meat, it was it was meat grindery <laughs> yeah. which is which is great yeah and you didn't have very even the fight so when you had like cargos and amit come up against each other for the second time and amit bests him um 
that's just he's just punching him in the face and biting his nose off and yeah. it's not like haha I cut you with my sword yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it wasn't it's, like I'm the hero it's just I'm going to brutally beat you to death right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which fits visceral. their storyline as well to yeah. be fair but even then everything was visceral everything was very hand to hand because swords are flying or broken or mm. it was very last ditch chaos mayhem death yeah and that was really cool rather than yeah like you say I'm going to pull my shining sword and it's yeah. all regal yeah. you saying about shining, other, other than sanguineous <laughs> shining sword obviously and talking about how there's there's characters that are there and but then they're not so the space wolf and his wolf yeah. pack it's yeah. kind of, it was very it was very much one of those it was like, like I was like okay it was space wolf and I, for, for while that whole thing was playing out I'm like is he one of the space wolves that was in the throne room when they were Magnus uh, yeah, in yeah. Fury of the Magnus, but they they weren't different no. names. Yeah. So it's just other space wolves on Terra. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they've been assigned. They were assigned to. There would have been assigned yeah, to yeah, yeah, the yeah. legions, right? So these yeah. legions have turned up. He's so. basically a lone wolf. His whole pack's dead. Yeah, yeah. very strange. Yeah. Again, it, those kind of moments were a bit like uh, it's kind of cool, but it seems a little bit strange that they've just thrown this random thing. in. Yeah, it was. It was almost. It was almost a a, a nothing of this happened and this sword was amazing, but then it got vaporized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it talks about this sword that how was written in the sagas was vaporized due to a las cannon. Cool, and let's was move never on. Never known about ever like, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, like, okay. I guess I guess it, it it shows that like death is the end and the end of the death. Yeah. Um and like this sword that's been around for all of the great crusade and is this legendary weapon in the space wars is vaporized and is now lost to time. Did you... That kind of puts a, a quite a heavy hit on death and the yeah. end. And Did yeah. you see... Did, did you... Uh, obviously, did you hear the bit where they said the title of the book in the, in the book? Yes. I can't remember where it was, but um, yes, I do remember them yeah. saying... I was just like, oh, they said the name of the movie mm. in the this, movie. This, this will echo through the eternities. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, nice. Um, so there's a few more bits I want to cover so I wanted to cover Magnus and Vulcan yes and then I wanted to cover um, the uh, closing of the Eternity Gate and yeah. then I wanted to cover um, what's her face oh uh, uh, Saren uh, Saren in space yeah 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 that was, that was that was interesting again something that was just there and didn't yeah. actually change anything in the story but what but I thought was, was cool. really really I didn't see that coming did you not no. I, oh really well uh, as soon as when Horace said what horror said to her i was like oh okay she's possessed and she has no idea so okay let's talk about it now so sarin sarin is the uh the captain the of fleet. the is the whole fleet is it captain yeah of the fleet or captain she's of... she's like up there okay she's known for like fire the earth's claws so she uh she, well known um the storyline is her in her throne room the whole ship is basically being corrupted and and become a bit tentacly um and um it kind of there's loads of kind of nods to it all the way through you don't really pick up on if you're not really looking for it but effectively with spoilers um she isn't actually who she is she's not actually saren saren has become part of the ship she's melded into this this demon and and the demon sitting on the throne the command throne um and she's like uh, he, he he says to her you're not the first yeah, to, she she says you're not the first um, like ghost, ghost, ghost. Uh, the ship has created many, many before, ghosts before you, be many yeah. after, and I just choose to not engage with you anymore because it's easier for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very for them. Very, very powerful. I really, really love. Yeah, that, that it, it was a cool. Was a cool thing. Um, and again, passes a, a death of a very famous human 
on that side as well. But it was cool because it wasn't actually like a, oh, actually she's been shot in the face, she's dead. Yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah, actually, yeah. she's become part, part of the ship. She's yeah. part of the ship, part of the crew, right? She's been taken over. She's possessed and didn't even know it happened. I, I, I started thinking that she wasn't who she said she was when she wouldn't look up. Yeah. When she was like, don't look up. I was told not to look up. Don't yeah, look yeah, up. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe Or was she... it look back? Does it look back? Uh, don't look up. Don't, no, look. There was don't, a whole... look the, don't look at the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what... It, uh, Khan basically says at the end of... Before, don't look at the throne. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like the golden throne. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the light of the emperor. And then I was right. like, oh, maybe... And then I, started, I was like, oh, it's a bit weird. She keeps mentioning this. And I was like, maybe it's her throne. Maybe it's the command throne. Yeah. Um, Do so, you know what also? It pays off the fact that Khan was there. Because I was, didn't like that when that first happened. I was like, no, he's he's dead yeah like and, that, and then all of a sudden he was back and I was like but then he's not back so what the hell is this yeah. actually it's a ghost of the ship that the conqueror as it's being possessed yeah has conjured that's not actually Khan no, yeah. no, no. and and so and because of that Saren thing you can go oh okay that now makes sense it's cool um, Vulcan and Magnus so Vulcan Whoa. set on a weird kind of um, uh, journey to go and kill Magnus because Magnus is um, breaking yeah. uh, Magnus is in the webway trying to attack the Emperor bringing yeah. down the shield and the Emperor is losing yes the yeah, shield's kind of shrinking inwards because yeah. he's, he's having to fight against Magnus so much um, so Vulcan goes in and Vulcan dies a billion times <laughs> Yeah, quite he a dies. few times. He dies, he dies, he dies. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Vulcan's character in this book as well. I think both the Primarchs, Loyalist Primarchs that we focused on, yeah. really went up in my estimations. Mm. They, again, didn't necessarily change what I thought he was like, yeah. but just cemented in that actually this is a very cool character who is you know, stern and iron-willed and just, yeah, I really enjoyed Vulcan's character yeah. um, in this and and we had um, horny nipples, forty k Magnus model. We yes. did, didn't we? <laughs> they it's they fully strange. went. Actually, now you've got forty k Magnus model, which means you could <laughs> use them in your thirty k games. Yeah, like late stage heresy thirty k games. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you wanted to do something like that, yeah, um, potentially. It's very good. I thought that was a really good moment. It'd be interesting to see if anything comes in the next three big books, because obviously it leaves oh. it. Of, oh, of Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah, yeah. Is he just laying in the webway, face down? And he's like, no, oh, so no. he's walking. He's, 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 he's basically a, he's a skeleton walking with the hammer, dragging along the floor. Uh, That's how it ends. Yeah. So basically, he was slowly walking towards it. the the webway portal in the throne room. So he's, he's alluded to that's what he's doing. He'll slowly get, grow skin back, basically. His, possibly, possibly. Who knows? Because he's been unmade, or uh, possibly yeah. he's lost in the webway forever and never makes his way back. He is missing in forty k. What's the relics? In, isn't his relics around he has nine is it seven yeah in which 40K? would make sense as he's been undone and everything's been scattered possibly yeah that'd be quite cool yeah I mean oh yeah. I, I know yeah I, I know of one thing that may change that theory yeah which isn't linked to and I don't know what happens after this it, bit, it would mean if he doesn't but I do know that he's in the uh, War of the Beast series oh uh, so if he doesn't make it back he doesn't make it back that would be quite cool for them to bring him back in 40k yeah. because he is then made out of the webway. Yeah, yeah. He just turns up in the throw room. That'd be pretty sick. Nine. Yeah, we're like 10,000 years later. Yeah. Just, I made it. I made it, brothers. Take yeah. me to the front lines. Yeah. There are nine relics. Nine. Five of which the Salamanders found so have. far. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. Vulcan and Stan uses half three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
And then finally, the uh, the the final final war. Yeah, the war at the Eternity Gate. So this um, is after the last war. The, this is the, 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 up, the last last war. The upstairs Eternity Gate, as opposed yeah. to the other Eternity Gate. It, it, so they're running the loyalists after they decide we can't hold this big wall anymore. There's just too many people, and the, I think it's because the shield fall is, comes is shrinking in. as yeah. well. Yeah, and, and it was always planned to be that. To be fair, yeah. so they right, make a fight, fight and retreat. They make a fight and retreat. They send the humans first because you know they're slow. Um, then the Marines go. Lots of Marines stay to to, yep. to fight and tell their Sang. lives. Sang stays, but then has wings, so then can fly back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So then there's Angron, the fight with Angron and and. So well, you get Cabanda yep. first. Cabanda Sorry, Cabanda first. first. I forgot about him. Which I think was a better fight than the Angron one. Do you know what the the Cabanda one felt a little bit and and Angron actually felt actually quite underwhelming. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Do you know what? I wouldn't say underwhelming. They were very different because normally you get two Primarchs fighting and it's all grandeur and massive and goes on for 30 pages or three hours. Yeah. And this was almost very visceral over very quickly once they were both engaged. Snap his neck. Done. It was very like, oh, okay. Which Uh, felt underwhelming, but kind of go, isn't that, that's kind of good in some ways as well. I think it's again different. It showed that Sanguinius has the capability to kill a demon. demon it also prince. makes me think demon. that you have that whole thing. Horus was clearly kind of communing with Angron, possibly sees that happen because he's obviously telling him, no, don't do that, and it's too late. Maybe I, how Horus is a little bit more scared of Sanguinius after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. But it all depends on how, me, sorry. how the, uh, the sword to the, the guts has... Going to potentially weaken Sanguinius which might yeah. be why yeah yeah I mean I, I think possibly but Horus at this point is a vessel of chaos yeah even a fully fledged perfect health Primarch probably shouldn't be him considering isn't what we know um, happens with him and the Emperor Horus like, has <laughs> isn't it Horus has all four gods in him yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah so I thought it was really good I'd, I'd like the fight, the fight, and the, the I think you're right. The um, commander one felt way, way better. Yeah, I, don't know, I just the Angron one. They they'd kind of talked about how Angron's hunting Sanguinius mm. yep. and can't get in and all this, and almost like for three or four books. Yep. And then it's like it's very aggressive, mm-hmm. violent, and probably a bit more realistic. It's over fairly quickly because it's violent. And yeah, you know, it's like full force um, violent. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The, the other thing about this book that I found very interesting is how it really leaned into the fact that like these Primarchs are not them anymore. Yeah, like this is a demon that's possessed them, which I find really interesting because my understanding is this is them being imbued with chaos powers to become chaos demons. Yeah, rather than. This is another creature that's taken over their their will and body, and they're actually not really them anymore. Well, obviously, because there were lots of that. Like they talked about yeah. that with Magnus. They talked about that with Angron. Talked even about that with Horus. Actually, is this really Horus anymore? Yeah. And you're like, it kind of downplays those characters being those characters. Yeah. Because all right, yes, they do initially fall, but then if they're just been taken over, then. They're not really those it's characters. It's not Angron's not actually Angron. That's but at the same time, the bloodthirster. Like what was good 
was when Commander was killed and cast back to the demon world that it showed you what happened next and yeah. like him basically being laughed at by whatever the god is called Corn. Corn, and then kicked out and, and well because he was already kicked out after Cygnus Prime wasn't he yeah and then he was basically hunted by packs of yeah, yeah, yeah. lesser demons yeah yeah. I thought it was cool I he thought was it was really really good feeding him until he could come back and then he had to kill fi- what was it 500 blood 500, angels consume 500 souls of the ninth legion yeah yeah, yeah. Um, while the angel whilst, was present whilst the angel was present Yes, and they never. Like, I was waiting for the four hundred ninety-eight, four hundred ninety-nine <laughs> sword. Like I, I genuinely thought that's what they were going to do. They didn't. I'm glad they didn't. It would have been, yeah. 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 But it was it was uh, interesting that whole thread, and the fact that he was more bothered about the Legion and actually didn't really want to fight Sanguinius. Mm. Wasn't like I'm here to kill the big bad. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is very different to Angron, who obviously wanted to kill the big bad yeah, in yeah. his eyes to Sanguinius. Yeah. Um, and I like that they actually although they're two bloodthirsters two corn servants two very different goals yeah and that was quite cool um favorite characters uh i think we'll go with neil first um i said the same as neil but i'll change mine because i i don't want to have the same so go on neil. yeah yeah okay fair enough I've there's gone a with, few in there i've gone with arkan land uh he is the top obnoxious love it. yeah absolutely love it yeah. from the mars priesthood yeah uh, whose arrogance knows no bounds. John, I, I, I was won over by his character. At yeah. first, I was like, actually, you're a dick and I don't really want to learn anything else about you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it was like, actually, you're like, you are a dick, but that's just who you are. Like, it felt very organic and yeah. normal. Who, yeah, yeah. who was the guy that came up with the quick setting? Land. It was Land yeah, that yeah. did that as well. Yeah, because he was, it was kicked yeah, it was. out, wasn't it? He was yeah. told to go back to Which I'm to surprised the... there wasn't a callback for that. Yeah. Because yeah. like Zephon's like, are we winning the war? And then he laughs at him. And I was expecting him to be like, well, I nearly killed a bunch of the Sons there, of Horus. So I was, was waiting for him to brag about yeah, it, but yeah, he yeah, never but did. There was a callback to it. Was there, there? They, they made reference to... No, hang on, that was Horus. Yeah. No, that was um, Horus's Ekkery. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, he made a conference like half, half the legion are currently in concrete yeah, yeah, underneath yeah, yeah, the palace. Yeah, yeah. If you count that as a victory, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he kind of he goes through all these trials and stressful, perilous situations, and he does kind of develop a few more uh, human emotions, but they're forced upon him. Yeah. yeah. So, like for instance, he he eventually breaks down. Um, and admits that he's lost his friends. Yeah. Which yeah, like, you don't expect him to have ever made friends other than yeah. physically God, making he, friends. He definitely... It's very sad that his monkey got squished. Yes. Monkey got squished. He <laughs> got Simeon, obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he still survived, hell. right? He's still he, alive. Oh, yeah. survived. Yeah, like after a crushed leg and... Yeah, he gets like, a leg crushed and he's yeah. got given a crappy um, bionic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously he's he's tasked with um protecting Zephon's thralls. Two of which two of which murdered. one one gets chainsawed. He did a really bad job at protecting the chainsaw to uh to the to the chest and that's oh, it yeah. done and dusted and then unfortunately set on fire the mum wasn't the, it? The, the the mother of the youngster gets set on fire by I would assume yeah. assume it was a combination of phosphex and It was world eaters, wasn't it? Yeah. They come over and jump packs. Yeah. And then he obviously he whips out a refractor field and protects them from the Yeah, that flames. was cool. That was a little cool he, little. he Again, he was really cool. I really yeah. liked him. He'd be really interesting to have as a character. They would never make him a character. Because it would be cool if they did a model and you could play him as like an objective just, just or check, something. Just have that him as cool. a tech priest. Just have him yeah. as a tech priest. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Um, you could do it. You can, you can model it, I'm sure. But, 
But yeah, it's just it, it was it there was a there was some form of development yeah. with him. Mm. Yeah, the uh, kid's still alive, right? He gets his yeah, arm he cut gets off. his arm cut off. So he, he caught, fires his atomic blaster into the sky yes. uh, to heat the gun up, and then he cauterizes the wound and then covers it in armor armor um, repair cement. cement. Mm. And then they start running towards the attorney gate, back, right? And yeah. that's last thing, yeah. And that's when we last see Teak, who's dead. dead. She 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 dared. I my favorite character was Dominion Zephon. Yeah, Zephon was cool. Um, I thought yeah. it was a really good way to see him come from the. Is it leader of the Golden Host? Is that what they called him? Um, no, he was. He was. Um, he was. He, he was, has, in, he he was in charge two titles, destroyer. Right? destroyer. Yeah, he was in yeah. charge of all the destroyers. Something of sorrows. And it? something a host. He did high host. Uh, it's high host. High host. That's it. I knew. There you go. Yeah. The the bringer of sorrows. That's it. Bringer of sorrows. Um, something of the high host. Yeah. So I I really liked him. I think it was really cool to see him basically fighting, being amazing, giving this like high accolade, then losing all his arms and legs, um, basically becoming a bitter. Which you would become bitter if you. He obviously loves fighting. Um, to the Sanguinius giving him a sword in a well, and in you a have box. to leave your legion. It was very Luther like. I know yeah. Luther was banished, but by the line. But um, like you're no longer going to be with your brothers. You're no longer going to be with your like. But he, he, he didn't. Tell. It wasn't. It he, wasn't. It, he wasn't told to go. He he, did he, he went yeah. off. He was like, well, I know this is happening, so I'm going to go. Um, and went to become bitter on terror. And um, this is how he shouldn't turn into Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, so seeing him be reawakened by Arkhan Lan and seeing him sort of the fight back and actually how he is still super bitter and angry, but a little bit more towards being loyal still. He, he, I think the fact, like when they're on the wall, it feels like he's himself again. Yeah. He remembers, I am a blood angel. Yeah, yeah. I have these oaths. I'm standing next to Sanguinius. Like I've got pride in myself again yeah. and a purpose. Yeah. But there was that nice callback to uh, they've ranged the main lines, yeah. um, where he protects that um, um, interrogator lady, yeah. uh, from yeah. the blast, which is what obviously puts him in stasis. Yeah, and then mm. obviously you get the, the follow up to that, and then he never sees her again. So I liked him so much that I wrote a destroyer list oh, yes. okay. around him being in charge. Yeah, 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 we're going to work on that. Yeah, because I think that will be because I've got him as a model, so okay. I can you've do got that. him. You've got some destroyers, got loads of destroyers, mm. got um, loads of assault marines. So they're going to be. It's going to be because he can have a, he can have a retinue of destroyers. Okay, so I'm yeah. of course he can. Yeah, because we yeah. discussed it last. Yes, yeah, well, two episodes ago, two I think we did Blood yeah. Angels. So it's cool. So your favorite character? Uh, I went with Sanguinius. Makes sense. So yeah. I was I was between Zephon and Sanguinius, but the speech uh, that he did to his legion. And then the speech for the defenders, like I genuinely found myself invested in that. It wasn't like, oh, that's a cool speech. I was like, oh yeah, like you felt the. And that, you know, partly maybe that's because I listened to it on audio book, so you had the actual projection of this speech. But I think I would have probably reacted similarly if I was reading it. Yeah. And yeah, just very consistent character, very honourable, very badass like he, yeah. he kind of has everything covered yeah and just yeah just a great character that like he's probably in my top three favorite primarchs now mm. after this book cool oh, cool i genuinely really enjoyed his character it felt fitting and added so much depth to a character i hadn't spent that much time looking at yeah i thought it was the whole story arc of him being found and the way he treated his legion and the legion he was given as well I, yeah. I, I think 
Blowjobs yeah. are yeah, often that always well. painted with this whole perfect kind yeah. of angle where actually they were. when he arrived, they weren't. They were more worldies. Like if anything, were, actually, you were. have the, the war hounds go to the world eaters yeah. and you have the revenant become the blood angels and they almost swap roles yeah. yep. the warhounds were very military disciplined winning yep. lots of victories but weren't crazy berserkers and the blood angels were basically were, crazy berserkers were, were sanctioned weren't allowed yeah. to fight with other other they were very, um, space marines yeah they weren't allowed to gather as a legion either no 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 because no. they thought they might be too dangerous yeah, so which is really cool to like, see them then turn into yeah. what is known as like a kind of a regal pompous yeah. Kind yeah. Of legion. Well, that's the thing. I think yeah. I think for me, I doing Law of the Legion, I learned more about the the Revenant and how they were before Sanguinius. Yeah, and then how Sanguinius molded them, and then through like reading this book and the Siege in general, they fit to me more on a kind of Salamander's very honourable legion mm. that care about the safety of humanity and protecting humans and all of that and which which i didn't i had a more pompous arrogant Allah loyal emperor's children yeah but they're yeah. really not no and i was like wow this is they're very different I, my opinion of blood angels has changed but massively they still have that they've still got that element of we've had members lose it they didn't obviously label it the red thirst at the yeah. time yeah, yeah. but we've had members that have lost it and obviously that then gets perpetuated and becomes a bigger thing because mm. of obviously the death of Sanguinius and then yeah. the black rage coming in as well because of that. So mm. your favourite moment you'd say is the Sanguinius speech? The speech on the last defensive line was very rousing and very like oh yeah this is awesome. Definitely yeah. got goosebumps listening yeah, to that. Yeah it was cool. In fact there's a couple of other bit times throughout the book I got goosebumps as well mm. which doesn't happen often with a book. No, oh, cool. Um, your bit your favourite moment uh, I think the fight between Vulcan and Magnus really the whole sort of like you've got Vulc uh, Magnus being oh it's perfect oh Vulcan's dead but mm. actually Vulcan's slowly wearing Magnus down to yeah, the point yeah, yeah. where he actually does kill him I, I, I there were moments in it where I was a bit like this is a bit like Superman like you know Superman fight because Superman is the worst superhero I see what yeah saying. I said it Mike he's super vanilla um, he he just he 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 is like can't be penetrated by bullets. The only way to do it is have special ammunition. Like yeah. it did feel a little bit like oh he's Get dead. Out of jail but, free card. Yeah, yeah. But it does obviously mention about the fact that while he is super resilient, his mind is not. Yeah, yeah. and Which, that's potentially. Which is, isn't that how they got him the first time? That, uh, basically, Kurz tortures him and kills him again and again, again and again and again, again, and, again and that's again. why he loses. And his eventually, mind. I think he beheads him and then throw. Which I thought interesting when Magnus beheaded him I thought we might have had more of a callback to that but Kurz beheads him and then ejects him into space separate with his body and then he crash lands on somewhere in Ultramar right? Yeah. Is it McCrag? No. Kalth maybe? Kalth mate. I can't remember. No I'm not sure. Not. A, a planet and then they find him just absolutely out of his wits. Yeah. Because he's regrown ahead. Well yeah. <laughs> yeah. New brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, mine would be the um, that realization that L Latora isn't actually real, isn't mm. actually Latora. She is actually just a blob on a throne, yeah, as a demon, um, which I thought was really cool. It was kind, of, it was definitely a a lot of it. Looking back, there were definite moments where they were calling to it, and I yeah. just was until they actually were like revealed it, it. It was actually, oh man, she is actually not real. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really powerful to be able to kind of have that throughout the book. Um, it's good. Uh, ending statements, Matthew. 
Uh, I thought it was a great book. It really f- refreshed the series for me. The only shame is that I know we've now just got Garrow and then the end of the death. Oh, the like, end of the slog. I, if you could tell me there were six more books and they were like this, I'd be like, yes. Well, give in me theory, that. there is six more books because the next few are like double length <laughs> books. Yeah. Yes, they are. But um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think other than the first kind of third of it where it took a little bit to kind of get used to because yeah, yeah. it was so different, um, I absolutely loved it. Cool. Yeah. Um I think it was a nice change of pace compared to uh, Warhawk. Yeah. I, I, Warhawk mm. I struggled with completely. I don't know whether that's down to the way Chris Rate writes compared to ABD. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I, I really enjoyed Warhawk um, as well. But I just it just felt more like it was it didn't feel very slow paced. It just mm. had it kept going and going and going. Um which helped to keep me more engaged in it. Yeah. yeah. And if the next three books can do that, happy days. Yeah. And then we need to take a break from doing books. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll probably... I've loved the pace. Yeah, we, we've talked about the idea of doing one every other month just for the end of the death, so we've got time. Yeah. Mm. And can actually digest it rather than, yeah, going through it at, like, two times speed to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine was... When this book... Sorry, my, my ending thoughts. Um, when it started and it felt like we were just going on a giant walkabout with the world with a world, world eater... Mm. I was a bit like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a slog. Like, mm. I'm not really enjoying this. Um, and then the Blood Angel part started kicking in and, and it actually grew, <laughs> grew on me a little bit yeah. more. Um, and I think it kind of comes down to a lot of Siege of Terror books try to be like a lot of things to lots of people because yeah. it's not like you get a Horace Heresy book which is aimed at one legion or one faction and kind of that yeah. that faction fan base will be really happy. And the other ones, well, there's 50 books in the in the series so we'll get to another one and they'll be happy about that one. So the Siege of Terror is like what? Nine books, is it? Twelve, Twelve. I think. Twelve books yeah. with these short stories included. Um so it it it's gotta be a lot to a lot of people. So having mixed sort of moments in there, mm. like the world world eater. I keep trying to call them word bearers. Like the world eater. Always. Like the humans, <laughs> etc. I I think it definitely grew on me and I think I connected with the elements of, of, of the Blood Angels on this and the humans on the wall and the, the kind of really big cinematic moments which you could see being movies yeah. I thought was really good. Um, just not the walkabout. It's almost a book about a coin with two sides. Yeah. Where's this going? This yeah. Like, no, World no, Eaters is one side, Blood, Blood Angels, Angels the other side. Particularly the same coin. Cargos and Amit yeah. kind of represent that yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fighting pit moment. Jesus. Yeah. That was That good. was cool. That was very cool. That's good. We're not going to talk about that because you, yeah, you can go yeah. read it in the book. Yeah, um, yeah. Individual ratings. I scored it a nine. Strength nine. AP one. Wow. Um, I thought it was a really good book. Really enjoyed it, and it's, you've got to read it because it's basically culminating in them getting into the main palace. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, it's definitely AP one. I don't think. I think. Yeah, you need to read this book. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Yeah, sense. I went eight AP, uh, AP one. So strength eight AP one. Um, just for that first little bit, like you said, like I just it wasn't nine to me is like virtually perfect uh, I like again it's, it's the whole 1 to 10 everyone scores it slightly differently yeah. I put it 8 because I warmed up to it yeah. didn't take like half the book to do that yeah. otherwise the score would be lower yeah. I, I, I kind of went oh okay this is what he's doing oh okay I kind of get once I'd lost a couple of like the Space Wolf and random characters and I was like okay that's what they're doing yeah. I, my head got into gear 
and then I just enjoyed it from that moment. Cool. So yeah, eight and AP again. Without this, it would be like, where's this? Where, yeah, where, where's where's happened? Angron? Like, what's happened to this guy? What's happened to this guy? Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. much. Uh, it is definitely AP one because you you do need to know what's going mm. on. Yeah, I think I'll probably go back when when we do finish the siege. I think I might go back and redo it. Yeah, there's there's three at the moment that I think I'd I'd like to go back and redo. I, I think I've got them on paperback at the moment. I think I might go and read them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. rather than listen to them. Once we're done, I'm done. Really? Until go back to your uh, Cypher's Kane novels and twenty, and, 20 years. Possibly down the line, and I'll <laughs> come back to it. It has made me want to read the uh, Horace Heresy more. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, some of the books that I haven't done. There's on those. stuff we've missed out on completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, we'll take a quick break, and we will come back with our spotlight, where we're going to be talking about the new heroes of the Imperium cool. and how little background they have because GW want to sell some models. Yes. Hi, I'm Neil. And you may remember me from such things as Who's Neil? My dog ate my hobby project and Tao, fish or friend. I'm here to tell you about our Element Games affiliate program. So as you may know, running the podcast does incur some costs. Hosting and equipment are just two examples of this. To help with these running costs, we have signed up to the Element Games Wargaming Web Store affiliation program. This is where Element Games provide us with unique links to their web store. And if you use our links, then we get a percentage of what you spend, big or small, to help run and improve the podcast. The links take you to Element Games homepage or straight to the 40k products category. Simply shop from there. You can find these links in our featured posts on the Facebook community safe room, on our Discord channel, and on our Instagram. Thanks for your help and support. Are you doing it? Sorry, I, I didn't have my headphones on, so I didn't know that we'd finished. Uh, you're, 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 your name is. I was, I was just dancing to nothing, and then realised <laughs> I didn't have my headphones. On. I just strangely, uh, my brain, time, my brain, something's gone wrong. Um, welcome back. This is the spotlight. We are doing, as Sam has mentioned, the new heroes of the Imperium. So in this episode, we're going to touch on three of the newer faces that defend the Imperium. Uh, they've all gained influence, power, and infamy uh, in the more recent chaos of the 13th Black Crusade and the Great Rift forming. Uh, we're each going to focus on one of these heroes, looking at their background, uh, where they find themselves today in the war across the galaxy. So Sam, you have the uh, the new shiny dude on a horse. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best way to describe him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I actually really struggled with this character. Um, I thought there'd be more. <laughs> uh, there, there, there is, right? There is. Hang on, I'll go for it. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. So uh, I've got Arcadian Leonitis. It's not Leonitis. Le- Leon- Leontus. 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 But Leonitis is way better. Um, is the, he's the current Lord Commander Solar of the Astra Militarum. So he is the Supreme Commander over all of the Astra Militarum forces in the Sugmentum Solar. Um, job. The very heart of the Imperium itself. He has spent over a Terran century leading the Emperor's army. So a century is what? 100 years? 100 years. Old. He has got so much rejuvenant in his face that he looks like a plastic doll. Like he is, <laughs> he has got so many. He stay looks like young. a young man. Yeah, he looks like such a stay young boy. It's unreal. Like he, he's basically a new man now yes. because he is so old. Because he's, um, so he's not. Because he's been doing this for a Terran century, but he's been in the army for like decades, mm, decades, yeah. decades. So he is way old. Um, so he, um, after losses of billions of Imperial soldiers to the warp storms, 
Um, combat attrition and calamities unknown to the uh, era Indomitus. The Militarum Regimentus uh, at the Lord Commander Solar's command have been de- depleted still further by demands of the Indomitus Crusade. Yeah. So this guy basically is trying to run the Sogmentum Solar. Yeah. And then Gideon comes in and goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I need all you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I need all you guys for this 90, crusade across the stars. 95%, please. Um, so he's trying to... Ooh, what was that? That is a wonderful... It was on mute before. Okay. Hang on, focus. Focus. There we go. So he is... Um, he, he's trying to run this thing, but basically not really given an opportunity because Gilliman's coming in and ruining it. Um, yes. So he does not cower in command bunkers, though, uh, or orbital stratagems uh, far from the front line. Um, instantly visible, um, elevated uh, from his elevated position on uh, upon Sugar Lumps. Uh, sorry, that's not his real name. Uh, it's Constantine, but Sugar Lumps is way better. Um, his steed for solar decades, because he's also not really uh, alive. He's actually a robot horse. Yes. I uh, think Kriegsman, but more regal. Yeah. Um, and uh, he is um, a tall, huge, like nine foot tall horse, basically. <laughs> How many hands? Oh, like a billion, probably. A billion um, hands. He, um, Arcadine has carapace armor. He has an artificial refractor helm. So his helmet generates a refractor field around him, which yeah, helps protect from incoming projectiles and directed, directed energy beams. Meaning that... Without his helmet on his head, he would be dead. <laughs> so you have to wear helmets as a character because you would be dead. They did that just for you. I know, right? They must have known. Um, Soul's uh, Righteous Gaze, um, which is a pistol. Uh, uh, Conquest, which is a power sword. Uh, Constantine, or Sugar Lumps, is a, a cyber steed. And then a Collegiate Astralalex, which is like a communicator. Basically. Yeah, okay. Um, nothing fancy. Cool. So he does have quite a lot of background. Um, but when I was doing the research for it, it basically just talks about how, like, this. it just says the same thing over and over again, yeah. how he is a leader, he r- rules all of the, yeah. the segmented It's about solar. what he's doing rather than about him as a character he, in his journey. Yeah, because he doesn't really have one. Yeah. Because he's because been created, created he's, he's been created to, to, to yeah to, to, to be the new leader and to, to lead the during yeah. the Dominus I do Crusade. find that interesting though because I, I think you'll find that potentially obviously I don't know how much your character um, has but there there is although it's short yeah. there is story and background to the character I'm covering right. so it was like which is a new model and we need a new leader and all that jazz yeah. But they actually did at least some groundwork. Yeah. So I was quite surprised yeah. that there's very little. It's just, here's this guy. Y- yeah. But he, he, he's basically just, he's a leader. He leads groups. Yeah. He, he leads groups. He, he, but nothing about how he came to that. Uh, no, nah, he, <laughs> he, not, not really. Yeah. Like he, he fought in the tyrannic war. Um, he, oh, okay. he, he um, fights alongside some other big characters. It's almost like, right, what they've done is they've had, you know when they when shows have like the scene that took place like 10 years ago and then randomly they've superimposed the character into that scene it's kind of like they've done that you didn't notice he was there but he was there yeah so like he fought alongside Captain General Trojan Veloris not that sure uh, like really cool congratulations just to make him feel more important yeah Yeah, so he's been um, he's actually what is quite cool is uh, during that campaign the the fourth training war his headquarters was actually the phalanx that's kind of cool. That, that's kind of cool. That's kind of like cool. he has some background and stuff like that, but but nothing really uh, deeper meaningful. Yeah, like yeah. he hasn't got like if you look at some I don't know Belial. I mean, yeah, okay. Like Marine, but Belial yeah. has like he's been around for a very long time. He's got a lot of he's books been, named after him. Yeah, like yeah. he's 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 
clearly got history in GW. Yeah. Whereas this character is new, and they've kind of gone, yeah, yeah, he leads the Segmentum Solo. He's a great general. He's he's basically like he has all these rejuvenate treatment. He's hundreds of years old, and or a uh, hundred years old. He's been. But you've never him. heard him mentioned before. But you've never heard him mentioned, time. and he's on a giant horse. You think you'd see him around? But yeah. no, he's just nah, you know we just, give those pictures in the codexes. He's just a little bit to the left. He doesn't really yeah, make yeah, the yeah. main thing. Like it, it, yeah. it felt yeah. a little. Commissar Yarrick never spoke to him. Yeah. You know, Creed, you know, Creed never spoke to him. Like it's it's a bit weird when you go, we're going to create a new character that has no mention in any of our previous lore. Yeah. We've got to shoehorn him in. Yeah, but it, it definitely feels like that. So if you yeah. read in, into his, his background, it definitely feels like they've gone. Oh yeah, he he had an argument with Gulliman. Hmm. What do you think like, about his model? Flipping fantastic. Okay, I don't I like love it. it. I would what I would do with it is I would take it off its weird base. Put it on a plinth. Oh, yeah, 100%. Made it, make it look like marble and then have it as a centrepiece on a board. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, for, but that's not, like, that's very different to what it's supposed to be. Well, I mean... I agree I, with that. That, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't play Imperial Guardman in 40k. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... I yeah, I, it, it, it's, I, I don't think I'd ever use it. It's I, just a bit too pompousy parade ground. He's, on a, he's had a me. giant fucking horse like. yeah but the horse doesn't like I don't know, it doesn't look like a war horse you know what I mean like it's not grim dark enough that model I'm gonna I'm just gonna load it up because I need to see this the uh, I've got to have a look as well because uh, that's that's agents of the Imperium that is not what I wanted although they are really nice <laughs> no that's a death corpse cream death where is he? that's where not is helpful he? it's just too shiny oh, new looks like I don't Ash know Minotaurum. there we go Ashton Miller Watson there's nothing about him that makes me says he do you think grim dark he is no, 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 no. I mean, apart from the fact he's riding a giant cyber horse, but... Well, I can't find him. There we go. Lord Lord Solar. Type in Lord Solar. Just Leontus. No, no, no. Just type in Lord Solar. He'll come up then. Oh, yeah. How much? He could also, what on earth yeah. is that? He could also be in fantasy, pretty much. Do you know exactly. what, though? He could be. And that's what I thought. Like, as a model, he could be in fantasy. But if you take him off of that, um, the, the... Is that a... That looks like it's a... a bit of... Um, Imperial it's, Knight? It's, no, it's like a Reaver head. Is it a reaver head? Yeah. If you took him off of that, he would make a fantastic plinth horse. I genuinely want him just for the reaver head. <laughs> just for having a reaver head bit of scatter terrain. I like his stupid helmet. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. He's very regal. He feels like, um, what was the legion in Gauntlet? Just doesn't, I doesn't um, say Neil? guard Tanith. Yeah, no, no, not Tanith. The, the, the ones that they all hate because they're too pompous. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Baltoni? Baltoni... Ninth? No, the, uh, the, like the Jacobite something. The ones basically all regal and nice yeah, yeah, and polished yeah. and battle prone. No, like, I, I quite like the model. I wouldn't run it as an actual model because I don't play guard. I could see it as like a statue. Or really cool. I could see it as a really cool conversion for a oh, Death Corps of Krieg HQ. Yeah. My thing is the, um, like, the uh, shin guards and his breastplate looks more again fantasy style yeah, yeah whereas yeah, if his yeah. breastplate was like the cadian one yeah that'd be cool like he'd just feel more army he doesn't feel army but he's not cadia he's solar yes thing know, is though he is a rock i don't know he you can build the horse without him on top of it so you could put a kriegsman on top yeah i don't, know, I don't particularly like it so yeah. statue honestly I'm honestly statue statue enough. boy yeah he it, would be amazing it's one of those if i had silly money then yeah cool like I thought about doing it for the centerpiece of a, a 30k board because it doesn't yeah. really need to be anything fancy. It's just a, yeah, having it in the middle of like a city. Yeah, yeah, on a rectangular block. Hmm. So, Neil, your person. Ah, this one doesn't have a model unless I haven't found it properly. 
Yeah, no, there is. I believe there is a model for. Oh, I'll find it. You can. Yeah, you find it. So Armin Kalesk, who goes by Minka, uh, is a sergeant of UBFFs. Cadian. No, I'm just. You know, it's the information. <laughs> we call her Minka. We're you friends. Because we're friends. Oh. Uh, she's a sergeant of the Cadian. She doesn't have a model. 101st Regiment. What's that? Is that a book? Oh, wasn't it? It was a Black Library miniature, the, like a uh, limited edition one. Of course it was. Because it's a book. Yes. Okay, well, limited edition model. How how did that not come up on your Google? I suppose because I went into Games Workshop and typed in that. Ah, Google. <laughs> with the book, because, you know, you'd think they'd have a model still. Yeah, true. Um, so, we yeah. already know Games Workshop don't support anything. So, yeah. <laughs> she she's a sergeant in the Cadian 101st uh, and survived the destruction of Cadia during the 13th Black Crusade. Sure, you can buy her from third parties. <laughs> she's there. Um, when Cadia was invaded, Lesk was a white shield assigned to the Imperial forces defending her hometown of Kars Marak. Uh, a white shield is a young reinforcement to an existing Imperial Guard regiment. Uh, to become ready to join the regiment as a full guardsman, they must fight as part of their later training. So that's like their, the the final oh, bit okay. of their training. They I'm do all their to... sort of like scolum stuff, and then they get assigned as a white shield to another regiment, and then that's their final. That's a new term push. I've never heard before. I know it is a very new term. Uh, it, like that... it's created for her. Strangely, <laughs> but is that is that just for her world? Because the solar... Well, Cadia. Solar progenitor. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it feels like it's quite mainstream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it, it, that's that's easier to write in than a whole person, to be fair. Yeah, Just yeah. we have this this system that's called White Shield. And yeah, we haven't really mentioned it because it's not, not been that important because when we've caught up with the characters, they've been in a regiment for X amount of years. Yeah. You're not going to mention they started as a White it, it's Shield. It's basically like, just a trainee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they're PDFs. Apprentice. Yeah, they're like PDFs and then they get or, uh, put into... PDF this. Plus. Yeah, PDF Plus. <laughs> um, so yeah, however, uh, once Cass's defences were breached, the forces of Chaos inv- invaded in a never-ending tide that overran the defenders. Uh, and soon, Cass Marak was turned into ruins. So Lesk was among 600 Imperial survivors that came under the command of Captain Arath Sturm. We all know who Sturm is. Happy days. I, I, my I, memory I is not serving oh, me. Who's Sturm? Okay. He's a he's a, a he's a captain. <laughs> you don't know who he is, do you? He's a captain. Does he got one arm? Know. He feels like a one arm captain. Uh, I, can't, I can't. Has a pistol. Has a pistol sword. So when he holds it up, he can fire it. And when he slashes with him, yes, pistol shield. <laughs> pistol, pistol shield. <laughs> What's his name? Raph Sturm. Hang on, I'll Google it. You you might not find him as a captain, though. Um, <laughs> but however, Captain Raph Sturm uh, was commander of these 600 Imperial survivors, including Lesk. Uh, the hordes of cultists and traitor guards still hunted for survivors within the ruins, um, but... Oh, he was an Armageddon. That's why he knows him. <laughs> the survivors uh, were attacking from a hidden base. Uh, and basically Sturm led Lesk and the others to hunt for supplies and obviously making a few guerrilla attacks as well. Pretty Um, cool. But unfortunately, this all came to an end once the invaders discovered the location of said base. The secret rebel base. It's Uh, on Hoth. Exactly. 
Well, actually, no, it's on a Dantooine, but we won't go there. A Dantooine, um, sorry. A Dantooine. Dantooine. Yeah, that's a planet. Yeah. Nice. That's mentioned. No, I know. I know, I know, but it's just a nice name. A Dantooine. Dantooine. It's very like Tatooine. Yes. But we don't steal anything from any other universes. It's GGW. No. What? We're talking about Star Wars. Oh, I thought you were talking about he was on secret, an Antwi. I said Secret Rebel Base. Oh, sorry. I thought you said It's Secret Rebel Base was on. Uh, sorry. No. Um, sorry, I, I was reading <laughs> Stern. Stern. Um, so, yeah. So the, the defenders are heavily outnumbered, um, but fought on bravely, and but were forced to retreat um, under the orders of Sturm. Um, with the forces of chaos hot on their heels, the ever-decreasing survivors were forced to flee repeatedly. Uh, this eventually led to only less than 24 other survivors being cornered oh. with no way to escape. 600 to 24. 600 <laughs> to 24 in a very short amount of time. I suppose that's over multiple raids and yes. like scavenging and stuff, right? It's not just one... Yeah, not just one yeah, sort yeah. of single assault. Um, a huge explosion rocks the area um, and levels everything. And the only people to pull themselves out of the rubble were Lesk, Captain Sturm, and a guardsman called Tavi. <laughs> Tavi. I feel like hang on, hang on, hang on. Tavi's definitely going to die. I feel, I feel <laughs> like we're reading the spoilers of, of her book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this pretty is much. all her book, right? <laughs> pretty much. I feel, um, I feel like the two named characters who are models are going to survive, and then Tavi, <laughs> poor Tavi, was doomed to die um, from the start. <laughs> so, yeah, what they didn't know that caused this uh, explosion and massive earthquake was the fact that Abaddon had decided to send the remains or fire the remains of his Blackstone Fortress into Cadia. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, this yeah, is the start yeah. of the old uh, yes. planet being ripped apart. Um, so... Which is still mental when you think about it, but sure. Uh, yeah. It is mental. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just read ahead. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, the uh, the chaos forties chaos forties the chaos forces that were hunting them were dead, um, and so this trio of remaining Imperials were, weren't exactly sure. Six hundred twenty-four three. three. What are we going to do? Um, however, the dead slowly rise and start to attack, um, which forces them into action. Nice. Tavi gets killed no Tavi I never saw it coming (laughs) Tavi gets killed it's weird that it's weird that Tavi doesn't have a model clawed (laughs) clawed down by the dead um, and Lesk and Stern manage to jump into a river and make their escape um just Tavi's not really a name that you'd have as a hero no, of the no, Imperium, is it? The soon, in any movie, if you met a character called Tavi, you're like, Tavi! that's a red shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so upon emerging from the river's flow, uh, demons began to materialise everywhere. Uh, and the now wounded Sturm told Lesk to abandon him, but she refused and forced him to continue their now slower escape. She's and thinking I can throw him at the enemy and yeah, leave. Exactly. Worst comes to us. He can exactly. be he can be demon channel. I need a meat shield. What are you talking about? <laughs> Quite exactly. Um I see a promotion in my in my future. Yeah. By chance they come upon a ship, um, but Lesk searches and she finds seemingly finds no way to board. Uh so they turn and face their pursuers, a pack of demon hounds. Oh, cool. The hounds leap to attack. Lots of demon i'm surprised she's still alive that someone didn't just turn up and be like you've seen demons bang 
I don't think does the Imperium do that anymore. I guess, after, I guess they probably can't afford to. After the Great Rift, didn't demons start appearing? Pretty much everywhere. everywhere yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, the Grey Knights are spread very, very thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're more like the the spreading of silver. Um, the la- the lounge, the hounds leap to attack, and Les suddenly saw a winged angel and a bright light filling the area. Oh, um, hang on, we got um, Celestine. Uh, mm. Lesk felt a wave of power wash over her uh, and with the demon snarling she yells in the name of the god emperor of mankind falling to her knees and immediately dying no she opens her eyes this is a heroine origin story (laughs) she opens can you you imagine though if they brought out a book and a model and had her die in it that would have been crazy she falls to her knees a hound bites her head off and then bleeds out yeah Uh, (laughs) the end (laughs) she she opens her eyes to find the light had faded and demons were gone oh nice good so there's no sort of like sanguinor nah who knows? It could. Well, hang on. Well, that's two angels, that, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, An but it's what's her face? It's what's her face? The um, Celestine. The, the, yeah, Celestine. but she is busy elsewhere during exactly. the Thirteenth Black Crusade. Uh, yeah, but she could be here, saving yeah. this belt with poor. Possibly woman. she came here first before going there, okay. or this could be after where they thought she died. Maybe actually, she came and saved Lesk. Yeah. Who but knows? yeah, I mean, it feels like in in this day and age, it's definitely the woman saving the woman because mm. they like to put those in movies now stuff well let's not go Jesus let's not not go there (laughs) that was a bit heavy (laughs) let's not go there Um, all these women taking over our books (laughs) Uh, I didn't say it was a bad thing I just said it's a common thing um so having opened her eyes and discovering that light has faded and demons are gone um their salvation arrived in the form of the space wolf Scarp Hedin who at first refuses to let them board the ship is it a giant floating um, longboat? Yes. Like on the like on the, the yeah. what I imagine is the ships they have on on their homeworld when they fly around. Floating and fly brick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's definitely a flying longboat. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but they managed to convince him, and they all escaped the Cadia system aboard the strike cruiser Stickelstad. Um, quick question. Hello. How did they get to the ship? If it's a strike cruiser, I'm assuming the strike cruiser isn't on the ground. I'm pretty sure they're not made for atmospheric entry. No. No, no. So board the ship. So like a smaller ship. Yes. Oh, took them there. Took them to the strike cruiser. Oh, okay. I thought the strike cruiser was just... Uh, That's a very big ship to have (laughs) that close to the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh, we've we've docked with the floor. But then maybe, maybe that's why she couldn't seemingly find a way on. Very true. But anyway, they managed to get aboard. And the light was in fact... The engine starting yeah, up yeah, and blew away. We've solved it. There's no angel. Magic. <laughs> um, but obviously, once aboard the strike cruiser, Sticklestad. Um, Sorry, they what's the name? Sticklestad. Sticklestad. I'm trying to find your notes uh, where it is. Yeah, it's kind of Sticklestad. Name the God Emperor. Stad. There's probably one of the little Sticklestad. symbols over Stickle. an A or Stickle. the E or Stickle. something. Stickle. Stickle. Anyway, carry on. Um, Obviously, due to the fickle tides of the warp, uh, the cruiser emerged into the Agrippina. 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 Due to the fickle wards, due to the fickle tides of the warp, the cruiser emerged into the Agrippina system that was also under siege from chaos. Everywhere is right. Basically, (laughs) because it's so close to Cadia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And they joined forces with Admiral Diamatidges. 
uh, in the Battle of Faith's Anchorage. <laughs> so many, just just let's just throw just some words some, in there. Some words. Shake it in but a this, bag. That'll give us these, our names. But isn't this isn't this where this is when they're running? Don't they? This is where they run with. Um, they've already detonated his his giant fat ship, um, calls fat ship to defend against them and they've all ran away and then they're oh, going possibly, to do the, the lights. Yeah, yeah. Very, I'm very too good. spotty on my current 40k yeah. knowledge. It's not easy to find. I've got yeah. a recorder now. I'm reading through them. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the aftermath of that battle, Lesk and Sturm were transported to the fleet's flagship, which then later travelled to Terra. Right. And before uh, Captain Stern, who is now Colonel Sturm, yep, yep, of course, was separated from the now Sergeant Lesk. Oh, so guards person Lesk, because she hasn't been made up to Sergeant at this point. He presents her with a combat knife. <laughs> Go figure. For funsies. For funsies. And that is it. That's all we have That's so far. I feel like she's going to be a character that we're going to come back to and we're going to see uh, progression. Which I is feel, really cool. Hopefully. I feel we will never see her as a model. It's, I know she's got a model, but yeah. as in a, a playable character no, beyond this. Not. No. Um, no I, she'll just be, you could use her as a sergeant. Not and that's it. soon. I, I think she, I could see they can potentially do it. She, I think she'll be a, she'll be a book character to follow along, yeah. um, but you'll never, I don't think you'll yeah. ever actually really be able yeah. to play her. I, I agree. Because I, I, she, like what? She's in order to, she's a name character. So in order to actually be a decent name character, you're gonna have to be. She's gonna have to be like a commander like a, or, yeah, a, commander or a, a commissar or, or captain yeah, or something yeah. to, to actually have models and be needed. Yeah. And they're already trying to cut down on the number of named characters they've got in 40k. Yeah. So I think it comes down to how popular the book. If if they release say a trilogy and they did two more books, if that's her first one, I'm not. Mm. I don't yeah, know. I mean to be fair, but, they could just progress yeah. it like 20 years and then she's. Yeah. She's a she's like a. a it was you, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah, she could just become a, a captain at that point. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, right, Matt, Matt, save us. So I have Ursula J. Creed. You recognise the surname? Well, because she's she's not as short as Creed, and short as and triangular <laughs> she's as Creed. A big she's woman. a big woman. <laughs> so Ursula J. Creed is the current Lord Castellan of Cadia. Or Cadia's Rocks, I guess. How can it be Lord Castellan of Cadia? Cadia doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's broken into many pieces, it, but there are still... It's no, just very no, separate. No, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Well, it's like it's Alderaan. It's still there. It's just it's lots of tiny little rocks. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen her model? Yes. Her model's pretty, pretty baller. I so like we, her. we will get to that. Um, and she is the daughter of the previous holder of the title, Asirka E. Creed. Angry bald man with a walking Winston stick. Churchill wannabe, yeah. yeah. Um, while Ursula's rise to senior command was not as meteoric or infamous as her father, she nonetheless shared her his hardened generalship, unbowed spirit, and physically imposing appearance. Um, I think if you look at scale creep, she's probably about the right size of what her father probably should have been. Yeah, he's yeah, a very yeah. old metal he model. A, he was a tiny triangle man. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. During her career, she has uh, restlessly demanded swift redeployment in victory after victory, forging her own legend as a strategic genius with famed intuition and ruthless determination, all the things you want for a leader. Uh, Ursula was born as a result of a brief affair between Usurka E. Creed and a chamberlain to the governor of Theta Sikhan. Imagine that on top of you writhing away. <laughs> <laughs> He's just pulled out the picture right. of Usurka like, Creed. Touch my walking stick. 
I don't know if she had much choice in the matter. More, don't make it weird. That's, not, that's not nice. I'm sure he was very charismatic and loving okay. and loving and look uh, at that Ursula. Then going by Ursula Scouros, spent the first twenty years of her life on Cadia with her mother, only seeing her father twice from a distance, but knowing well his exploits. Ursula grew up thinking Usurka did not know she existed, but this was not the case. In truth, Ursula's mother had convinced Usaka to keep a distance. I hate the fact that it's Ursula and Usaka, but give them different names. Just, just call him her father, it'd be <laughs> yeah, easier. Yeah, true. To keep a distance, uh, lest she be dragged into his campaigning with him. In time, Ursula joined the Cadian 17th and was overseeing a garrison on the world of uh, Hakuldama by the time Abaddon's 13th Black Crusade hit. Oh, well, I've just accidentally clicked and moved my spot. There we are. Ursula was among the several million Cadians who survived the destruction of their world during the Black Crusade and was promoted to the new Lord Castellan of Cadia some time after due to her imp impressive exploits as commander of surviving Cadian units during the subsequent decades of waging war during the Indominus Crusade. It, it does sort of feel bit of like a, jump, a bit right? of a jump. No. Like, oh, you're, you're ruling this backwater world, like, or well, backwater garrison world. Now you're in charge of all of it the Cadian forces. It does say decades later. Like, so there has been of war guardsmen, and stuff. Millions of guardsmen. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair, like, she, it's the name, right? She might have been promoted because yeah, of her yeah, father's yeah. name. Oh, uh, that would have probably had something to do with it. But also, it is decades of waging war during the crusade yeah I guess so so it's not instantly like the next week oh we need a new one it's your you. dad's dead right your, it's you your dad's yeah. dead pick up his cigar yeah sometime later this is where the story gets a little weird a large piece of Cadia's chaos infested remains was found containing an area that held the Rosfar mountains this once again caused rumours of Creed's hidden weapon to spread the news of the discovery um which was brought to the Lord Commander Gulliman's attention. So apparently there's some secret hidden weapon in the mountains. There's quite a lot of Lord Commanders in this, isn't there? Yeah, Way yeah, too yeah. many Lord Commanders. They right. use the phrase a bit too frivolously. Mm. Uh, he was then convinced that an infiltration mission should be launched to find Creed's weapon and that for propaganda reasons, it should be the Lord Castellan's daughter, Ursula, who commanded it. Ursula reluctantly agreed to do so after being asked by Gull uh, sorry asked to by Gulliman, and she later successfully found her father's data crystal, which contained information regarding New Cadia. Okay, so listen here: you are in charge of millions and millions of guardsmen um, as the Lord of Cadia. Well, yeah. what was Cadia? Um, we found a bit of Cadia. Um, I think it would be a good PR stunt for you to go with a crack team of about ten to go and find your father's crystal. Don't worry. You're not we won't we won't miss you while you're meant to be leading yeah, millions yeah, yeah, of troops. Yeah, yeah. But just take 10. Total over there, find it for me. Like it just feels a bit weird. Yeah. It's like going, oh yeah, so the um oh, who's the highest army general? Brigadier, is it Brigadier General? Um, no, no. Whatever that one go. All right. Um weirdly your father actually had a, a ran a camp in probably I don't know. Guam at that point. Um, can you just go there and just take ten dudes of you? Like a shovel. Dude, this dude is this dude is a career politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not an actual army guy who like she. Um, and maybe it's different in forty k. It just feels I, a I bit know like. What you mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. cool. You're it's a general. A bit wonky. You you strategize 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 over millions of guardsmen. 
Yeah. But just go and find this crystal, please. <laughs> yeah. Mental. Well, also, they, they, it's a, a secret weapon. They don't know what it is. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. find this, this data crystal. She would then escape with it and bring Creed's plans for new Cadia to Gunnerman. Though it was not what they thought it would be, the Lord Commander was convinced that new Cadia would be more valuable to the Imperium than any weapon could be. Also, of course. just to clarify, it's Field Marshal is the highest rank of the army. Ah. So. Ursula then asked if Gulliman would give her command of the remaining Cadian regiments so she could use them to claim the systems that would lead to new Cadia's formation. The Lord Commander, however, did not give her a definitive answer and instead stated he would need to think on the matter. Though Ursula has accepted this, she is impatiently waiting for Gulliman's decision and hopes to be able to act on her father's plans soon. Ursula, soon after this, found that her father's cloak appeared in her chambers aboard the ship Oriflam, or Flame. Um, it has... F- Sorry. Ursula, soon uh, after this happened, found her father's cloak randomly appearing in her chambers aboard her ship. It had uh, fired an obsessive hope in Ursula that her father still lives. The wider Imperium believes the cloak to be a recreation. Besides this cloak, she goes into battle with the twin pistols Duty and Vengeance and a power sword. So the cloak on the model is Creed's cloak. Okay, and if so you look at the model, then. it's got like rips and stuff in it, where it's like an old battered, like her father's cloak. Yeah, rather than, on the back piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is a really cool little touch on the on the model. Oh, She's yeah. got a crazy Marcana as well, right? Just a um, staff of um, staff of position, office. Or staff of office, she's staff a, of authority. So my star. concern, right? With she looks like Miss Trunchbull. My ah. concern with people like this, right? These models like this is, where does she put her staff of office? And her sword <laughs> while she's firing her pistols. Two pistols, yeah. Because because uh, Creed had a sword. A, a to be fair, she's not in fighting stance. Whether she very true. hands that off to an adept or a thrall, <laughs> so then she can go fight. And she dropped a hard hat on the floor. She's also not wearing a helmet, so one shot to the face, dead. Yeah, yeah, End but, of the Imperium. But it's on the so floor, are we so saying that, pick it up. that Creed's plan was to basically go and steal a couple of planets and say, this is now New Cadia? Uh, I think Creed's contingency plan was if anything happened to Cadia, we're going to need a safe system where we can continue the Cadian way of war, uh, life, training, you know, because he would believe that they are the best regiment and everything else. So we're going to get new worlds and call that New Cadia because, you know, we're unimaginative with names. (laughs) So basically what we're saying is Gulliman thought it was a weapon. He got there and was like, it's just a plan to take over more worlds. And he mm. went, I don't, I, we don't need that. We, 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 we need a giant laser of some kind. Yeah, like, we can't <laughs> fix our worlds that we've got at the moment anyway. Yeah, I wanted it to be a, a giant laser in the yeah. mountains. Death star. Yeah. Well, it's clearly one of those things that he put there. Someone leaked that he put something there. And then I mean, it's, it's a every, bit weird. And it? then everyone went, it must be a weapon. Like, but like, right, okay, I've got these super secret plans to continue Cadia afterwards. The secret super plan is just to go and take over a couple of planets and yeah. live there. Um, I'm going to put it on this crystal and I'm going to hide it in the mountains, you know, just in case so no one else gets her hands on my secret plans to yeah, yeah. move planets. Let's hope they don't call it the Alan Parsons project. <laughs> yeah. It just... It's very strange. Very strange. It is very strange. Very bizarre. But, um, but yeah. So three new heroes of the Imperium. Mm-hmm. Uh, three 
relatively new models yep. from Games Workshop as well. Um, it's quite cool that two of them are women as well. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yep. Um, more it, representation than ever. Absolutely. Uh, which is phenomenal. And I like the fact that with this, I think they also brought out um, the Kadia heads as well. Where you yes, they did. Yeah, I think it's similar time to the Lesk model. Where they brought out all of the the, vari- the various heads, yeah. not just women and men. It was, it was different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They brought out loads of different Do you know uh, what? Actually, maybe a, 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 an Astro Militar army would be quite fun. An Astro Militar Watson? Yeah. Like, you know. have one. <laughs> no, but like, like a pure Kadia one rather than a rather than rather than tanks it's just money it is but you could do like a but then you could just do a thousand points of it like, yeah it'd still be like 100 models still a lot of models <laughs> yeah but I could no. actually do some fun stuff with it yeah they yeah. brought out the Cadian upgrade kit which has heads with flowing hair and cornrows is that hats on beautiful luscious oh, locks oh no 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 it was a, it was a, it was a hat sorry ah. um, carrying oil cans because you know always yeah there's cans. some cool cool uh, little things in there yeah I think I think they've I get it, right? Cadia, the Cadians are basically the ultramarines of, of, of the Imperial Guardsmen, right? So it makes sense that they've got it. But I, I do feel... I still wish they had more representation across the different regiments. Yeah. Like the I, fact that I, they yeah. do salamander models and blood angels and space wolves. And, yeah. You know, like we have Kachan kit. We yeah. have um, the Cadia kit. And then mm-hmm. that's basically it. Other than old traditional metal ones yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like actually it'd be really cool like where's steel legion i mean we, we've got more death corps of creed representation but only really through kill team yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah so it'd be cool to have boxes of those as well and the thing is they'd fly off the shelves because mm. people would use them for solar auxilia people would up you know but that's so, what they don't want someone like yeah but someone like um liam let's say there's no way just because most of his models are cadia Mm. there's no way that he's not going to turn up like some steel legion to build vets or you know what I mean like I, I, I don't know I just think it's a it's a weird thing that they haven't chosen to invest in <laughs> yeah but anyway um, I hope you enjoyed that spotlight uh, learned some, some new things about some new people uh, we're going to have a quick break and come back with our lore of the legion where we will be covering the white scars Reroute to a secure method by order of the Adeptus Terra. You are now connected to the Adeptus Terra podcast Discord channel. Please deliver your box message now. Please relay communication through one of the many subject channels present on the Discord. Initiate engagement in Warhammer 40,000, the Horus Heresy, Hoppy Progress, the Coffee Guild, and many others available. You can find our Discord link at our community safe room or request an invite via email on the Adeptus Terra podcast at gmail.com. Servitor 114 TNT transmission. Welcome back to our next segment, Law of the Legion. This month it is the White Scars. Um, so I'm going to kick things off with our law segment. Cool. So uh, the White Scars, the Ordo of Jagatai, originally known as the Star Hunters, they are the Fifth Legion. Uh, they saw action during the Unification Wars on Terra 
were but were held apart from their brothers and rarely found in mass combined armies. Mm. Uh, recruits were mostly drawn from the ice weights of ice weights. Recruits were mostly drawn from the ice wastes of the Thulian Basin. So, interestingly enough, you know they like to get their information about names and things. They thought, oh, that's a cool name. I'll use that. Uh, the Thulian Basin is based upon the Thulian Plateau, which was a large uh, ballastic lava plain, which was about. 1.3 million kilometers squared and mainly centered upon Iceland. Um, oh. But when uh, the continents moved apart and split for the northern uh, Atlantic to open up, uh, parts of the plateau became Northern Ireland, uh, the Giants Causeway, uh, Western Scotland, oh. the Faroe Islands, Northwest Iceland, East Greenland, and Western Norway. Okay. So that's kind of the basis for where this has come from. So they could recruit from anywhere in that region, basically. But I'm thinking more Iceland and Greenland sounds yeah. like it going from the ice yeah. wastes. I could see kind of Norway. They they're kind of like Viking adjacent. Yeah, um, but I I put I pitch obviously with their Chagoris background. It's more they are more the Mongol the Mongol sort yeah. of warriors but originally greenland iceland to get their frozen goods um <laughs> so they were they were one of the first legions to see action alongside the thunder warriors uh, and they were tasked to scout out the hidden lairs of demagogues and warlords that ruled over terror at this time uh they'd weaken the enemy in preparation for the arrival of the main armies so they've already started to get that sort of hit-and-run scouting kind of thing going on. Um, and the Star Hunters, as they would soon be known, would tend to ignore all orders other than those given by the Emperor. <laughs> so they're kind of a bit willful and a bit of a free spirit unless the order came from the big boss man himself. Um because they operated so far away from the main conflicts, uh, many of their actions would go unrecorded. Uh, although few within the Legion showed any sort of outrage at this slight, uh, many even took quiet pride in their silent role. Um, nonetheless, the isolation from their peers made them known as Terra's forgotten sons. They sound really close to what the white scars are already it's really interesting yeah like you know again talking earlier about the blood angels and how different they become between primarch and mm -hmm. all and yeah their start and finding the primarch and then where they end up by the siege of terror they almost feel kind of almost there yeah. right from the off yeah um so as the unification wars moved into the great crusade uh the star hunters were among the first space marines to depart the solar system they were split into 100 companies and these companies acted as pioneer fleets to chart the stars and seek out domains for the expeditionary fleets to investigate further mm -hmm. uh, and it was one of these fleets that actually discovered Chthonia, uh the homeworld of horus which cemented the bond 
with the Primark for the years to come. Mm. So that's why they have yeah, that's quite good. quite important to have in when obviously everything goes tits up. Yeah. Um, it was during this time that the Star Hunters, I don't know why it's put Star Raiders there, but hey-ho, I was obviously <laughs> having a moment. Um, I was thinking of Space Raiders. Uh, the Star Hunters would master their art of hit-and-run attacks and manoeuvrable warfare that would define the Legion in the future. Um, as a result, however, Legion would suffer heavy losses and rather than asking for aid, they would choose to live and die in a manner and location of their choice. So very much the embodiment of their free spirit. We don't want people... We, we don't need to ask for the help. We're very proud. <laughs> we don't um, need your help. We don't need your help. I think, I think it's also... Bleeding. I have a bandage right here. I don't need your help. <laughs> well, I think it's because if you need aid, you're going to get bogged down, stuck yeah. somewhere you don't want to be. They want to be choosing... Free where they can go and how hard and how fast yeah. rather than being told well you want to you want new recruits or you need these augments you're going to need to put your starship in orbit for two months and they're like no nah, that's we no good to, to us we, we, we need to move yeah um it was dur during this near breaking point some 50 years into the crusade uh that jagatai khan was found uh, and upon meeting the Emperor, he recognised him as a man who embodied his uh, Jagatai Khan's ultimate ideal, someone that, who could unite all the stars in the sky. And so he swore allegiance to the Emperor and was presented with the Fifth Legion. Um, however, because of his prim however, because of his primitive life on Chagoris, it took the Khan longer to adjust from his life with his kinsmen to a life of being an imperial general because of the lack of technology and everything um, and it took 10 years uh, to be able to muster all the remaining pioneer companies back to Chagoris wow <laughs> I suppose they've all spread out across the galaxy right so it's yeah. like get a message to them that's going to take a year, Quite, maybe two yeah, years. So then they've got to travel. Um, they then, uh, once they'd all mustered, uh, would be unified in a shared tradition, a ritual known as the blooding. Uh, 50,000 warriors took up knives to mark themselves with a scar and adopt a new Chagorian name. Yep. What didn't that happen in a... No, that was a Chaos Cult, wasn't it? Where they all cut themselves on the armour of the, the leader um, and take a scar and take new names. Can't um, remember. Very similar. We talked about it. There was one yeah. of the... Yeah, I'm sure the there cults. was. I just can't remember it. But yeah, obviously they take, they take the scar of the... the yeah, it's on the cheek, right? On the cheek, the lightning bolt. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> um... With these new traditions uh, came studying of noble pursuits of calligraphy, hunting, and uh, retelling of tales. So passing on those yeah, stories. That kind of pri primitive with the imperial. Yeah. That's quite cool. Um, this blend of primitive tradition and the enlightenment the, the imperium brought put the Khan at odds with some aspects of the imperial truth. Yeah. Uh, which then brings him into conflict with Primarchs such as Gwilliman and Lorgar, <laughs> which is quite funny because it makes Lorgar 
a major hypocrite at that point if he's got an issue with the Khan's sort of beliefs, yet he believes that the Emperor's the God. The Emperor's the God. Mm. And he's told he's not. So, mm. um, the Legion fought many battles with the Khan uh, during the Crusade and became infamous for their hit and run assaults. Over the next five years, one in ten of the 80,000 warriors under the Khan's command would perish fighting orcs in the region of space known as the Corlane Circle. Mm. Uh, further developing the hit and run tactics to bring the entire region into compliance and further bind the Legion uh, with its Terran and Shgorin uh, recruits together. Bring, making them more unified. Mm. Uh, it was during the war against the Nephilim of, on Hode that the Legion took the name the White Scars, which is derived from a fusing of the Chagorian tribe of a Chagorian tribe name and their new ivory livery. I'm guessing that's the white bit. <laughs> Funny that. Um, Time passes uh, and news of the drop site massacre and the betrayal of Horus reaches the Khan while they were engaged in a campaign against the Orcs in the Chondak system. So there's a lot of yeah, they a lot of, of Orcs. Yeah, they're very. Um, there's uh, is it Brotherhood of the Storm was a novella limited edition novella yeah. they brought out, wasn't it? For um, Jagatai, it's got him on his jet bike mm-hmm. streaming over some Orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this campaign, bless you, this campaign uh, had become protracted uh, basically by the interference of the Alpha Legion. Ah, okay. Uh, probably under the orders of uh, Horus or the Cabal, depending. Mm. Um, and at this point, Dawn had sent a message to urge Jagatai and his Legion to return to Terra. Uh, there was also a possibility of joining up with the Space Wolves to go and attack Horus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Horus had foreseen this um, potential possibility and sent the Alpha Legion to intercept the Wolves, who then defeated them at Yaren. There's a lot of other bits and pieces with Khan going to Prospero, etc. Yeah, we have the Prospero and And their Legion almost, not splitting in two, but but a large contingent that were like, no, actually, I think we like Horus. (laughs) There's a mini civil war going on and all that jazz. Um, But eventually Khan heeds Dawn's request and rather rather than engage the Alpha Legion in what would have been a costly battle, it does take them four years to get back to Terra, though. Yeah, well, that's because I'm sure I've read it somewhere where like Khan basically has to go we can save the Space Wars mm. but we're not going to get back to Terra like in time kind yeah. of thing or we can go to Terra and make that hard call to go to Terra rather than going to the aid of the Space Wars who are nearly completely destroyed yeah. um, in that area at least um, but yeah it takes them four years to get back because uh, the warp storms rent long distance warp oh, jumps yeah. And traitor fleets have blockaded sort of all the best routes back to Terra. Which again makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we get into the siege. And then we get into the siege, <laughs> and I don't really need to say much about that. Yeah, we've been covering that in our books. Right. Cool. Um, so, Legion rules overview. So, before we get into the specific weaponry and units, I'm going to cover their, their rules. 
Um, the White Scars have a uh, Legion rule called Swift to Action, which in layman terms is basically a, a plus one to their movement. Um, also, when they roll to see who goes first or foresees the initiative, the controlling player rolls two dice and discards the lowest result. So you're more likely to go first and you're more likely to get a seize, but it's not obviously not guaranteed. Um, other than the usual gumph about, you know, they get access to the Legion specific war gear and warlord traits, they all have fun names. The only one of note, really, that's worth mentioning here is uh, Lords of the Storm, which prohibits White Scars to taking librarians because they unlock a kind of specific console for them called the Stormseer, mm-hmm. which uh, Sam's going to cover in his section. Yes. Um, their advanced reaction called Chasing the Wind. Um, it's a once per battle in the opposing player's movement phase. When they move any model within 12 inches of the reactive player, so that's your enemy moving yep. a unit within the White Scars, uh, you trigger this reaction. This means all friendly units um, that have the White Scars Legion Astartes rule uh, that are within 12 of the moving enemy unit's final position can now make a normal movement also choosing to activate their jump packs if they've got them equipped. Mm-hmm. But this does not break any rules that stop your units from moving. So being locked in combat, for example, you can't suddenly now just move out of combat. Yeah. Um, or it's also worth noting that um, if in difficult and dangerous terrain, these effects are taken into account like a normal movement. So it's not like a gal- completely jail-free. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a better version of the normal movement reaction. Yeah where all units within 12 rather than just that one unit. Yep. Um, but it, it's very basic for mm. an advanced reaction of a Legion, um, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so that's their, their Legion suppose, special rule. I suppose you could use it to move your weaker units back that you don't want engaged in close combat and then you just go oh, I'm going to move this assault team forwards yeah, yeah, yeah. and speed bump you yeah 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 I mean it, it, I can imagine it being quite useful if someone's you know um, jump forward with a fast moving unit and then you can now get a full movement where if you've got jump packs you're doing 14 inch movement yeah. up the board you may not want to engage with them at all but it just gives you a free jump up the board but, and it's not just that one unit. You could potentially do that with three or four yeah. if you're close together and they've come right into the middle. So I can see it being useful, but it's just very kind of bland on paper. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, but yeah, next are the Warlord traits. So we have Heroes Never Die, which is a Loyalist only one. Um, uh, the Warlord and its unit that he joins gains Stubborn Special Rule. Um, and if the Warlord is killed... All units that draw line of sight to him um, gain fearless for the rest of the battle, which is quite cool. Obviously, the, when I say all units, they have to have White Scars, Allegiance, Astartes, but that's yeah. it's a bit of a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah for all of these. <laughs> um, that, really, that line really annoys me in the codex. I get why they put it there. Yeah, it's in every single but everything thing. Everything is. <laughs> if they have spe- le- what is it, um, Legion Astartes special rule. Um, and you can make a, an additional reaction in the assault phase for that one Um, then you have Born to the Saddle this one can be for Traitor or Loyalist Um, the Warlord and all units with Cavalry um, unit type in the same detachment so it's not your allies and stuff 
Um, they ignore difficult terrain effects and gain a 4-plus invulnerable save against failed dangerous terrain checks. Nice. So that's just less likely to hurt themselves flying forwards. Which is cool if you take these into um, uh, into Zomontanis. No, that's true. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Mm. Well, I mean, cavalry, though. So what, you're talking to Skyhunter jet bikes yep. mm-hmm. and speeders, which you probably can't take. Because, like, nothing else is cavalry. Yeah, no, but yeah, but you can take, take jet bikes in. Yeah. In so it's kind of well, cool, but... Uh, <laughs> don't I mean, don't like, know if you'd want to, is no, my but point. it'd be cool, though, taking jet bikes <laughs> through. Like, not it, take... Uh, ground bikes as well is that not are they not classed no they're not cavalry are they not I believe not but yeah. might be wrong Please. Sam's got a you, book in you, front you of me you start yeah, looking but, up but I don't think they are okay. I think I feel like I looked at this but maybe I didn't okay who um, even takes bikes anymore Joe compare like bikes and jet bikes are much closer together than they used to be because jet bikes used to have a two up save and toughness five they're now toughness four three up save which is the same as a bike yeah uh, outriders, right? Yeah. Uh, they are cavalry, yeah. Oh, they are. Skirmish. Okay. Oh, but these are cavalry anti-grav, is it? But for jet bikes? Yeah, yeah, but as long as they've got cavalry. This, this yeah, rule. anti-grav, yeah. So yeah, yeah. bikes would get it as well, yeah. Cool. You are correct. Thank you. Uh, um, the additional reaction in the movement phase for the born in the saddle. And then we get a traitors only one, which is, this is the most interesting one. I wouldn't necessarily say the best one, but it's the most interesting of the... Um, Warlord traits. Um, if you have an allied detachment, the Sons of Horus, the Warlord, which is obviously a White Scar, uh, and any unit he joins, auto pass morale and pinning checks, as long as the Warlord and his unit can draw line of sight to a Sons of Horus unit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. In addition, the Warlord and his unit can make use of the Death Dealer's reaction without spending any allotment to the reaction total. And it is still once per battle. So mm. Death Dealers is the Sons of Horus advanced reaction, mm-hmm. which is like a better Overwatch, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that you get an access to a, another Legion's advanced reaction. It's kind of And cool. you can do it for free. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy good yeah, or yeah. strong. Or, I guess it's the it's under the influences of um, yeah. uh, Sons of Horus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then lastly, we have the two right of wars before we go into the weapons and stuff that Sam's going to cover. Um, we have the Chagorian Brotherhood. So this is the Sky Hunter, Jet Bikes and Outriders that can be chosen as troops and gain line, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Um, they may also be selected as elite choices if you really want to hammer them all in the unit. But those units do not gain line. So it could get yeah. a bit confusing. You're going to have to work out a way of marking that or... You know that this unit came as an elite choice that doesn't have line, but the same unit that I put well, in mate, troops, yeah, you need some kind of marker or te- like a little gem that goes around with them or a marking on their actual model, yeah, um, to to represent that. I guess otherwise you could easily get confused late mm-hmm. game. Like, did I use lose the elite jet bikes or the troop jet bikes? I can't remember. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, then I'm can right. that unit score or not? You know, it's quite a big deal. Um. Also, all inventory models gain the outflank special rule. So there's quite a lot of rules and being thrown around there. Um, the limitations are all inventory units must be embarked in a vehicle or they start in reserves. Also, any vehicle without the transport or fast subtype also must start in reserve. 
which isn't great for your gun boxes. Um, and the detachment cannot select any heavy support or fortifications unless they have the flyer subtype. So it's quite difficult to get vehicles in this in this yeah. list. This is really a jet bike, bike, and infantry list. Um, I suppose you get speeders and flyers. Yeah, you get your speeders to get your heavy but it's the go fast or go home list. Yeah. Um, really, that's what that right for is. And then you have the uh, the Sagyar Mason or Sagyar Mason, however you say those words. Um, this makes Sag- your Sagyar Mason. Hmm. Thank you. Sagyar. Um, the Eben Keshig uh, may be taken as troops. So these are their uh, specific Terminators. So this is a bit like a like Pride of the Legion kind yeah. of idea. Um, they don't. It didn't say anything about them gaining line though. So you're going to need some line units in there. Mm-hmm. But Eben Keshig as troops may be taken as troops. Uh, all units of infantry gain the Karash and Feel No Pain 5 plus special rules. So the Karash is a special um, rule for one of their special units that Sam's going to cover. Mm-hmm. But I, I just put a note here. It's basically you don't score a point for killing in that unit. So if you're playing like Kill Point <laughs> Mission, uh, every infantry unit in the Sega Sagia Mason is not going to give you a point. <laughs> so it's <laughs> kind of quite tasty. Um, and it's just given to every infantry unit as well as Feel No Pain 5 up. So it's a very kind of stubborn, hard to move list. Yeah. Um, if units with the Karash special rule make a successful charge, they gain Fearless special rule in any assault phase that follows for that combat. Um, so the wording's a little bit different in the book, but it's kind of, so I kind of made that simpler. But what it's saying is you make a charge, you have fearless in any assault phase until that assault finishes, but then you don't continue with fearless for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. You need to have another successful charge in a different combat to then have it. But it does last for the entirety of that combat. It's not just the turn you charged. Okay. It's any assault phase that follows but it's in that combat you see what I'm saying yeah, yeah so it's a little bit wordy and kind of difficult to get your head around um, and I'm sure Tanel will tell me I'm getting that wrong anyway Quite possibly, <laughs> um, but, but that's yeah. how I read it yeah um, the limitations are no units can be placed in reserves this is very different um, and no heavy support choices other than infantry units can be selected so unless they're a heavy weapon squad you are not taking them in this list so again, it's another list that's very infantry heavy. Yeah. They, don't, they don't want you to take tanks if you're playing White Scars. No, no. but then you don't really associate. No, like with tanks. you can totally do a tank regiment with uh, armored spearhead and paint them white, and that's completely reasonable. Um, but if you want to use the right of wars for the White Scars, you're probably not taking many, if any, vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and they're the two right of wars. Sam, take which, us which one? Sorry, which one do you prefer? Oh, good question. Ah, they're two very different lists. One is it's all on the board, it's all infantry in my head because then you're getting the feel no pain bonus and all that stuff. And you've got Terminators as your troops, so it's very kind of hard wearing, yeah, and slower. I think for me, if I'm doing white scars, I'm going Sky Hunters and Outriders. Just because it's what I picture when I think of yeah, White Scars. Yeah. I kind of like the sound of the other one, but it feels 
too similar to other Legion lists where it's Terminator heavy, heavy weapon teams, mm. tap marines. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel different enough. Whereas the Trigorian Brotherhood goes, yeah, I'm on my fast bikes and mm-hmm. screw you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one appeals to me a little bit more if I'm thinking White Scar purist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get that. But yeah, what about you? Uh, I I agree. I, I if I was going to do White Scars, it would be bikes. And I think now with the plastic bikes, the White Scars are more accessible to do that way than mm-hmm. they though, because the, I think we priced an army up before for two, mm. uh, three thousand point with a bike regiment. I think oh, it was, it was insane. Like a grand money. and a half, nearly two oh, grand, easily. easily to do so with the bikes you know you can buy them in plastic if you can get hold of them yeah yeah. um yeah, then on. they're way cheaper like yeah. have, you, have you has anyone built any plastic bikes yet no have you no, no. i haven't needed any yeah i, I feel like jet bikes would Did, be cool to run more would they fall under the perfect type of warfare <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe i uh yeah i'm not sure i think um Tanel's thinking of bringing them to the event yeah bringing a, a full jet bike list Okay. Yeah. I say for, like it's got other stuff in it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, right. Let me just move this down. Yeah. Get uh, comfortable. Turn the main light. On. Tell us about regale us oh, weapons and the ways of, of fun stuff. Right. So weapons first. So unique war gear. Let's start with that. So we've got the Shamashir jet bike. Um, so a model with the Shamashir jet bike uh, that chooses to uh, run gains a five plus. Uh, shrouded special rule um, until the start of the controlling player's next turn. Okay. Um, it gains a scatterbolt launcher, which is a template strength five assault one shred pinning uh, weapon. Uh, and any infantry gains the anti grav cavalry um, uh, unit type uh, and changes its movement to 15, gains firing protocols two, and hammer of wrath one uh, also has an armor saver of a two up. Um, so basically, it's their special jet bike. Um, scatterbolt launcher, that is one of their special, uh, their special weapons. Let's turn that up a bit. One of their special weapons, um, like I said, it was a template, strength five, assault one, uh, shred pinning um, uh, weapons, which is quite cool. Uh, power glaive is a power weapon uh, upgrade for five points. Um, it is uh, interesting. It was any power weapon, so regardless of like whether or not you auto equip with a power fist or power oh, sword, okay. it's anything can be um, upgraded to be a power glaive. Um, five points. Obviously, it's range dash because it's a close combat weapon uh, strength plus one AP3 melee breaching five up so I'm pretty sure it's pretty standard in terms of um, power sword yeah um, but it comes with breaching five up which is quite cool so on a five up it will be uh, instant death I think is that what breaching means Matt or invun saves sorry sorry um, breaching five up on a five up does that make breaching it breaching is makes it AP2 AP2 um, it's basically okay. rending but only against infantry okay. is the best way of thinking about it cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then finally possibly the coolest unique war gear is a cyber hawk um, yeah. so an independent character without, without a unique subtype can take a cyber hawk for 10 points so no named characters but if you're taking like a praetor they can get a cyber hawk for 10 points um, at the start of, a ter- of any turn in which a controlling player is, an, is active a model with a cyber hawk may select one enemy unit within 24 inches and the model and its unit have re-rolls to hits of a one and may add one to their charge. It's a cool little flavour thing. Um, imagine having a jet bike Praetor with a Cyberhawk. Hawk, yeah. Well, I, you know, so I did this for Space Wolves way back in 5th Ed. Used to be able to take a... It was like a raven or yeah, crow yeah. or something. Um, and you, it literally was a 
thing that you mm. were supposed to model they were like um stopped infiltrating and stuff mm. i um, remember those you use the um the dark elder beasts yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. you just put them yeah. down on the board and basically anything within 18 inches of them couldn't infiltrate yeah, 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 yeah. they were really useful i've still got them somewhere they'd be perfect for something like this because they're on the clear stalks so you just cut it off the base that i put it on put it on the back of the jet bike like it's flying above yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah. the jet bike rider that would be cool yeah that's cool Cool. Uh, and then going on to units, oh, I am going to move this now because then I can actually look. Obviously, this is what is going on. This do it like this, just like. While you do that, I will load up the Legion list so we're ready to see what we're going to do next. Cool. So um, the first upgrade is uh, a, a special console. Uh, con- consolaris is that the? Console. console yeah i just call it console because i can't say the fancy one <laughs> so it's a storm seer like matt said um it can you can upgrade a storm seer 45 points on top of a tartarus centurion or a cataphractic centurion or a standard centurion um with the white scar special rule obviously uh you could be a, st- a storm seer um and you gain the benefits uh, special rules of psychic subphase uh, subtype and must um select one of the following psychic disciplines so storm's fury which is below i'll talk about that divination tele- telepathy or thermaturgy um, a storm seer may select uh, may not select any other discipline in addition you gain a adamantium wheel of four up um, special rule um, war gear wise you get your standard power power sword or power weapon sorry bolt pistol combi weapon and a force weapon at no additional co- cost so it's interesting you get a force power weapon. weapon and a force weapon and a force yep you get both um, in addition Stormseer may select a psychic hood for 15 points don't know why you wouldn't take a psychic hood yeah you're going to put that on every time yep. it's also 45 points I believe is the same points for a librarian yeah so, so it's basically just you can't take a librarian but if you want to take a librarian you bring a Stormseer yeah basically <laughs> They're basically the same thing um, psychic discipline so the one which is unique to um, the White Scars is the Storm's Fury so um, you gain uh, something called the Unseen Bolt which is a psychic weapon 72 inch range strength 4 AP4 heavy 1 large blast which is a 5 inch barrage shock pulse and force so force any psychic with a weapon the ability to special rule may choose to make a psychic check before making any attacks with the weapon they're resolving the ability if the check is successful then the strength value of the attacks made is doubled if the check is failed, then the perils of the warp is, uh, is attached. So you could then make a strength eight, a strength eight blast weapon, large Ooh. blast weapon, AP four, but it's still. Yeah, I mean strength eight. The solar auxilia that you're going to see everywhere that'll be disgusting. Yeah, Gonzo, <laughs> um, and then obviously you get perils of the warp um, if you do that. Um, if you fail, yeah. if you fail, yeah. you perils of the warp. But if you still fail, the um, sorry, but and you survive the perils of the warp, the, the still goes still off, goes off, yeah. which is quite cool. And then finally, you get psychic power, which is called Call of the Wind. Um, instead of moving in the movement phase, psychic with the special with the psychic power may grant uh, the fleet two special rule to all friendly units with at least one model within six inches of the psychic. Um, it lasts until the beginning of the controlling player's next turn. When using the power, the controlling player may choose to have a psychic make a psychic check. If the check is passed, then the effect is improved to fleet four special rule. Wow! Um, if the check is failed, uh, then only on the weaker uh, weaker form of the psychic power. Um, is applied to the target. That's, I mean, you get, I take the test every time. Yeah, <laughs> fleet four. What does fleet four mean? So fleet four is, yeah, basically that's how many inches you get on your run. Right. Plus your dice roll. Okay, cool. Um, or on your charge distance. Nuts. So I believe that's what fleet If you is. desperately want to do it, basically it's him and his unit, effectively, because yeah. no one else is really going to be in six inches. inches. Well, deployment. You could use it as a quick get out of deployment. But yep. yeah, 
other than that, yeah, it's probably him and whoever he's with. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a really cool character. I, I've always wanted to play around with librarians and I've never done it. And like, My only concern is librarians seem rather bland. Like he's special because he has yeah, particular yeah. white scars things, but normal librarians, all right, they come with like some really cool powers, but yeah. you'd, I don't know. You'd think they'd be really good because they have all these books with stories in to tell. Mm, sure, okay. Um, yeah, Stormseer is a very cool character. Next up, we'll move on to the Golden Keshig. Um, 140 points. Um, for that, you gain two Golden Keshig Riders and one Keshig Champion. So, unit of three. Um, you can up them to. Oh, these aren't Terminators. These are Jetpy Riders. Uh, yep, yeah, they're not. They're oh, no, sorry. Ebon Keshig, Golden Keshig. So That's where I'm getting confused. You, um, just Can I just double check the Right of War and make sure I said it was the right one? Sure, you yeah, said, go ahead. You said the Ebon Keshig. I, think, I believe it is the Ebon Keshig. Um, so I will just... My notes are definitely correct. I just can't remember what one it was. Um, Ebon Keshig. So, yeah, the Terminators. Terminators. Okay, cool. So it's not just another Jetpack one. No, I was confused. So Golden Keshig, um, unit of three, you can increase them to with an additional three models at 50, uh, sorry, 40 points per model. Okay. Um, so unit of six for 140 points, is it? 40, 80, no, 120, 120 points um, additional. So that would be 260 um, yeah. for a full squad. Um, your unit type is a, obviously a, uh, anti-grav heavy cavalry um, and a character for the, uh, the Keshig champion. Uh, you get the special Shimishar jet bikes, uh, artificial armor, chainsaw, bolt pistol, a Contos uh, Power Lance, which we'll get to. Um, special rules-wise, you get Hit and Run, Relentless, and Hammer of Wrath 1. However, if you get those with Hammer of Wrath 1, they've got the Shimishar jet bikes, right? Which gives them Hammer of Wrath... Oh, Hammer of Wrath 1. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I was misreading it. I thought it was 2. Um, so that's fine. And then um, this special lance is a Strength 10, AP 1, melee, ungainly lance, brutal 3, sudden strike 4, two-handed weapon. Ungainly, a model um, only attacks with this weapon on a turn in which it makes an unsu- uh, sorry, a successful charge. Um, it does not gain a bonus attack for charging or any special rules that would normally uh, grant additional attacks. So it's effectively, I charge in, and as I charge in, a successful charge, I... Stab you with my lance. Blast then, you with strength 10 AP1. Yeah, and if I'm stuck in combat, then I'll be you've using got a chainsaw after that. Yeah, which is slightly scary. But yeah. not I mean, amazing. Three of these hunting down vehicles. Yeah, they are that actually. Yeah, hunt. That's kind yeah. of what I do. Like uh, like the old Eldar shining spears. So you can change your you can yeah. change your chain swords to a power sword or power weapon. Sorry, for ten points. Yeah. Or a Charnable blade weapon. It makes for 10 them points. quite expensive though. You're pushing towards three hundred points then if they, you're doing six. They can take um, the champion can take a thunder hammer for twenty five points if you wanted to go down that route. Which actually, if you're taking them as vehicle hunters, taking a thunder hammer might actually be quite cool mm, no because you're not locked in combat so you're just going to hit them with the lance and then they're going to move and then you're going to hit them with the lance yeah okay so <laughs> you're always going to want the lance over the um i would guess so anyway. but the, the lance isn't a weapon that you use so you, you're going to hit them with a lance when you go in anyway yeah if they're still there and then having a thunder hammer to mop up might not be a bad shout in an inventory unit yeah but what i'm saying is hitting a vehicle yeah you are, you're not in combat so there's not a second round of combat ever. No, no, no. But you get another opportunity in that first round of combat. You I don't, charge. I don't think you do. Ungainly. You're just saying you can only attack with this weapon on a turn that you charged. 
intelligence charge. You can't attack with multiple weapons in. It's oh, still an I thought it was just like a boat. No, it's bonus. Oh no, no, no it's not. It's no. not. So, um, I thought it was. No, like, you don't get to do that and then hit them with your chainsaw. Oh yeah, no, sod that then. Yeah, yeah, no, sod that. I, I would personally, I'm taking three and just hunting vehicles. And if you want to shoot at me, I've got two up armor save. On a jet bike. Like on a jet bike that moves fast. Fifteen inch of movement. And you're only 140 points. Yeah. Not so. Bad. Depending on what's shooting at you, the point change over. That's how I would play that unit. I, mm. The other option is, yeah, you go like six, go power weapons, go big, put yeah. a character with them, and just go hunting Run terminators with, with, and stuff. Oh no, because Khan isn't on a jet bike, is he? I think he's got both. Oh, he? he just hasn't got a model for it. Yeah, okay. I think that's how he is. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> um, next up is the uh, Eben Kashig cohort. Um, so these are two hundred points, five man um, Karish unit. They're all infantry. Um, no characters in there which is interesting um they're all just individual models so you can't actually challenge any of them no. um they've all got power glaives um they're all in tartarus terminator armor which gives them a movement eight weapon skill four bs4 strength four toughness four wounds two initiative four attacks three leadership ten and two plus um special rules wise they have relentless bulky two karash um stubborn feel no pain five up you can take a five-man additionally to, to that for 40 points each so super duper expensive um, uh, any model in the unit may exchange the power glaive for a uh, combi bolter and power weapon or a combi bolter and a power fist might be cool to get a bit different in there um, any model in the unit may exchange a combi uh, combi bolter for one of the following a magni combi um, weapon a minor combi weapon a volkite charger um, and then you can take a legion vexilla and a grenade harness now the karash rule so uh, no enemy players may ever score any victory points for the destruction of a unit with a special rule, um, regardless of the scenario played of the victory conditions in effect. In addition, a model with a special rule may not join any unit that uh, is not in composed entirely of models that have the Karash special rule. No, uh, not, uh, not may a model that does not... That does, nor, nor, sorry, reading it through a microphone. Um, nor uh, may a model uh, that does not have the garage special rule join a unit that includes any models in the special rule. Yeah, yeah, which if you're taking the Sega Maze and every infantry model has yeah. this rule. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're cool. I'm just, I'm a bit confused, but I think I've worked it out. So where it says any model can exchange its power glaive. Sorry. Right, it says it can exchange your power glaive for like combi uh, bolter power weapon yep. for five points. Yep. I'm like, but when you look at power glaive, counted as a power weapon, and it's an upgrade to a power weapon for five points. Yep. So you're like downgrading. Paying to downgrade, it, but you get a bolter. But you're getting a bolter, and you're not necessarily power downgrading if you want something different than a power glaive. Yeah. 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 If you want a power axe or sword, um, which is basically the same as a glaive, frankly. Yeah. Um, or I'm trying to think. Um, Power Lance, maybe, for the initiative buff. So, r rules wise, these are pretty, pretty bog standard dudes, right? They're nothing really special apart from the fact they don't give away victory points for killing them. I think, really, it's. Well, they got five up, feel no pain terminators. Pretty nice. I think they're what you make them, right? If you want to go for, like, a, I don't know, a, you could give them all Magna Combi melters. Yeah. Um, and with power swords and just send them against a vehicle and then. It's a lot of points, though. Yeah, it's a lot of points. but you could build them how you want, right? And if you're not giving away the victory points for killing them... You just go and charge them in at something big, nasty, and hope they do yeah. damage. These are, would actually be a perfect 10-man blob squad. Don't give them any upgrades, and then just have them there as a... It's 400 points. No, I know, but it, it, it'll be, it would be 
a um, good squad to just tie things down. I mean, yeah, 400 points of uh, two up save, five up involve, five up feel no pain. With power Two glaves. wounds each. With power glaives. Or with strength five, AP three weapons, and on a five up they become AP two. It's very scary. But just, I mean, just very just, scary. Do they have line? No. No. No, they don't. Okay, at least they don't have that. No, and but, even when you take the right of war that makes some troops, they don't get line. Yeah, so actually, I guess it, really they, they'd be good just to go okay, we're just going to go and walk up the board and then harass I kinda you. Like, I kind of like that. Ten Terminators. <laughs> like, just... Do they have models? Do they, I'm yeah, guessing yeah, they must yeah. have models. I've, they're probably nothing special. I'd probably get just normal Tartarus. Oh, 100%. Terminators 100%. and be like, yeah, these are my Evan Keshig. And just yeah. go and blob squad them down. Probably not how you do it. Probably infuriating all of the, the White Scars players, but that would be quite cool. It's, it's very interesting. I like, like, kind of like the idea of it. <laughs> I don't know if you'd ever get the points return. Uh, 400 points. It might win you a game, but I don't know if you get the point return unit for unit. Like, what are you killing at 400 points? Send them against 20-man tax squads. you got to get there. He's going to take three turns to get there. Deep strike. What are you going to deep strike him in? There's 10 of them. No, just... just Terminators can't deep strike. Oh, yeah, of course. They don't have that, do that anymore, do they? Yeah, yeah. To fire him at the floor. Like, you can put him in a Spartan, but then you're now... No, like, no, you're now like seven, seven, eight hundred point unit. Because uh, if they were lying as well, you'd just be like, right, put them on home objective. Yeah, yeah. These are my home objective Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So next up is the Kaizen, Kai, sorry, Kaizagan Assault Speeder Squadron. Um, so 105 points, you get one uh, Assault Speeder. It's a cavalry anti-grav heavy um, with bot pistol, chainsword, uh, power armor, and then a speeder. Um, and uh, it will have deep strike, relentless pr uh, firing protocols, fall, um, harbinger of the legion, and outflank hit and run. You can have two additional uh, speeders for 105 points each, so pretty standard. Um, and any model can take up to two hunter killer missiles, five points each. So the um, assault speeder has one uh, Keras assault cannon and two Reaper auto cannons. Nice. So just so Which kind you of can fire all in the same time because it's firing protocols four. So what was it? Reaper auto cannons. Uh, Reaper auto cannons, uh, two of them, and then one ca uh, carries assault cannon. Okay, so the Reaper auto cannons, 36 inch range, strength 7, AP 4, heavy 2, rending 6, twin linked. Pretty baller. So it's quite nice. Rending on 6, you never know. It's AP 4, obviously. Uh, and then the Keras assault, what is that going to be in? Is that in the same one? Should be. Oh, yeah. Um, 24 inches. Strength six, AP four, heavy six, rending six up. Uh, so it's what? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten shots at strength seven, strength six. So actually, what, across both guns? Yeah. Two, 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 two assault cannons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's there because they're two shots each. Okay. So it's yeah. four. Yeah. And then you've got six. one um, Keras, which is six. So actually having, I don't know, two of these running together... <gasps> Just going around hunting Dacker. down tax squads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely infantry killers, and they're far enough away. Twenty-four inches. You very. You're not going to get one shot per guy. So even if it's even if you're getting hit with, I don't know, twenty. Yeah. You're going to probably save them. Two but, uh, three uh, save. If you took two, what's that? Two hundred and ten. Two hundred and ten points. Two hundred and ten points for twenty shots. It's kind of roughly around the cost of like the Punisher Sakaran. Similar amount of shots. So, yeah. Way of, slower than a Sakaran. Yeah, they're super. These guys are much faster. And they can deep strike as well. So, you can, like, literally land right in front of someone. Yeah. And just, well, I mean, you only need to be 24 inches away. I wouldn't get too close. I, I wouldn't get too close to these. They're, they well, are... You're gonna, this is the only thing. 24 inches is, is a dangerously close. 
because you're probably going to be 20 inches, you know, something like that, 18 inches. If that's a jump pack unit, you know, they're going to be on top of you one turn. I, I, for, the, for the sake of 200 points, I think I'd throw in two just to be in my force and harass people. Yeah. Oh, they can outflank as well. Just to, uh, even if they come in, remove that troop choice that's holding an objective mm. or cause it to run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done their job at that point. Yeah, they also have hit and run so you can get out of those combats. You're yeah. not stuck there just no. going to get cut up. Yep. So yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, again, it's, I think it's just flavour more than anything else. Yeah. Like, it's just, they're, they're not amazing but they're not expensive. Like, yeah. they're, yep. they're, they're pretty fun. Um, next up is a HQ. It's Quinzar. It's, that's why we're saying, isn't it, Quinzar? Yeah. Um, so he is the master of the Kesu, chosen of the Kargan. 220 points. He is movement eight, um, weapon skill six, BS four, strength four, toughness four, wounds four, initiative six, attacks five, leadership 10, two plus save. Um, he is in Tartarus Terminator armor. He has an iron halo grenade harness and uh, trail, uh, sorry, tails of the dragon, not trails of the dragon, tails of the dragon. Um, special rules wise, he, independent character, master legion, counter attack two, furious charge one, bulky two, relentless, stubborn, master of the Keshik, um, chosen of the Kargan warlord, trait and uh, obviously a loyalist only um his weapons we've talked about that um if we talk about the trails of the cargan probably the coolest name uh sorry trails of the dragon. Oh, trails again tales of the dragon read so tales of the dragon is um two separate but identical weapons and the bonus for wielding two melee weapons has already been included in the profile. The weapon listed here are counted as power weapons for those rules that affect such weapons. When attacking with the Tails of the Dragon in close combat, select one of the profiles to use um, shown below. Um, for both weapons at the start of each controlling player's assault phase before the t any attacks are made. So um, you have split the mountain and part the horse's mane. Split the mountain. <laughs> Very poetic. Split the mountain is uh, three plus strength, AP2, melee, unwieldy, and master crafted. And then part the horse's mane is plus one strength, AP2, melee, precision strike, three up, oh. and, and master crafted. Three up, wow. Yeah. Just Cut just through some, some dudes. Pretty gonna, good. Yeah, these can go. Job done. Um, Master of the Keshig. So uh, as Master of the Keshig, um, if he selects as a leader, uh, the leader, um, if Quinzara selects as the leader of the command squad, any model in the Tartarus command squad may replace his power weapon with a power glaive five points each, which they could do anyway. Anyway. So that's a bit shit. Oh, no, no, no. I bet you the power glaive is a character only weapon. Oh, yeah. It's got to be in it. I'll double check. But yeah, I bet you it is. Uh, any model with both character subtype. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay, that's how. Yeah, so you can't get power glaives unless you're a sergeant or one of the special units. Which makes sense. Um, that's cool. And then the warlord trait. So if Quinzar um, is picked, he automatically gets the Chosen of the Kargan. Chosen of the Kargan, once per battle, the controlling player may choose to either bring a single eligible friendly unit or group of friendly units assigned to a deep strike assault or flanking assault into play from reserve automatically instead of rolling for it. Um, or having it remain in reserves um, for this turn. Uh, in addition, um, you can make a reaction during the assault phase um, as long as you're not dead. Yes. It's so, all right. If you're bringing in assault, which if you're bringing in your... your, your oh, you can't bring in your 10-man Terminator squad. <laughs> Honestly, they need, Terminators need to get a deep strike again. Yeah, you, yeah, you might see mm. them a little bit more. Um, I mean, I like the fact that he's a Tartarus Terminator armor with an Iron Halo. Yeah. So yep. they've kind of fixed that problem. So he can still sweep. He's still in the... He can still run, mm -hmm. which feels very white scars. Yeah. But they went, he is a character. He should have a four-up involved yeah, rather yeah, than the, the crappy five-up. Five yeah, yeah. I get that. So, yeah. 
And next up good. is Jagata Gun. Cargan of the White Scars, the Warhawk, the Master of the Ice Blue Heavens, the Primarch of the White Scars. 440 points okay. um, for him. He has two uh, profiles. He has a foot does, and yeah. mounted. So a foot, he has a nine-inch movement, weapon skill seven, BS six, strength six, toughness six, wound six, initiative eight, attacks six, leadership ten, and save of two. If he is mounted on his mythical um, jet bike that doesn't exist anywhere, uh, his movement goes to 18, and his toughness, sorry, his wounds goes up to seven because, you know, that jet bike gives him an extra wound. Gives him an extra wound, yeah. I think the only thing that jumps out at me is um, initiative eight. Seems quite high. Yeah. Yeah. So I think six is the standard across the board for all the Primarchs. Which makes sense, right? And then they tweak them. You might have six attacks sounds pretty high as well, but I don't know. Yeah. I will have a little look at one or two of the others. So war gear wise, he has the wild uh, wildfire uh, panoply. I can never say that right. Panoply. That's, oh, I think that's, that's right. right. Um, yeah. The white tiger Deo, uh, storms voice and frag grenades. Um, he special rules wise, he's obviously master of the legion, hit and run, uh, crusader, pathfinder, move through cover lightning from the blue skies loyalist and he has the sire of the white scars warlord trait um he may take a socius pattern void bike for 25 points so that's his special yeah makes him mounted um the uh sochar pattern void bike um is he gets the following benefits he gets two master crafted heavy bolters uh-huh. on the bike yep hammer of wrath two firing protocols three so means he can fire both his heavy bolters and his um other gun which yeah. i'm sure he has somewhere yeah the white tiger no that's not it storm's voice is a gun um he has anti-grav subtype uh when upgrading to have the so to pattern void bike Katakan falls back on 3d6 instead of 2d6 he also joins a unit, including models with cavalry unit type, uh, despite the usual restrictions. And any rules that target the cavalry unit are considered to affect Jakatikan if he has uh, had the unit type. So, uh, yeah, he basically puts him with other jet bikes. Hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, his um, weapons so he has Storm's Voice, which is a range 12, strength 6, AP4, pistol. Uh, so, it's pistol 2, rending 5 up, deflagorate, concussive on a 1. And um, master crafted concussive one, sorry. And wow. Mastercrafted. AP4, unless you rent, yeah, a bit shit, isn't it? interesting. Um, I don't, I with a lot of these kind of Primark, I don't really get the impression they're gonna ever fire their guns, yeah. I, I don't think I ever. Well, do you know what? With Kurs, he has throwing knives, but they have like a instant death on like a five or so, four or something, pretty boring. So I use them loads, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a normal pistol, I'd probably just forget they yeah. have one. Um, <laughs> so the well, Sanguinis one is a one shot. So, yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, suppose well, you sure. do it once, and then you don't have to remember. Yeah. That's quite useful. I, mean, I might just be like, right, first turn, he's just going to shoot in the air yeah, just yeah, to get yeah, this yeah. away from him. <laughs> um, the White Tiger Deo um, is his close combat weapon. It's a strength one, AP two, melee, duelist edge one, furious charge two, murder strike five up, master crafted. So he becomes strength seven in combat. Yeah, and if he's in a challenge, duelist edge gives him that in initiative, so he then goes up to initiative nine. Ooh. So he can um, swing his Dow. Yeah, I was going to say it's a Dow. What else is Dao? Dao. 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 Murder Strike is instant death on a five-up. Is a Dao a curvy blade? Yes. Yeah, okay. Skimitar. Skimitar. <laughs> uh, next up, he has the Wildfire Panapoli. See, I said I don't say right. <laughs> Panapoli. Um, it provides a two-up armor save, a four-up in-run save um, during the shooting phase, and a three-up in-run save during the movement phase and assault phase, Ooh. which is interesting. 
Because so, moving so fast, it's hard to hit. Yeah, that's I guess what so. they're trying to say, I yeah. guess. Um, lightning blue sky. So if he's held in reserve, do not roll for the Jagatta Khan or the unit he's considered to be part of during reserves. Charlie. Instead, at the beginning of any of the controlling players' turns, except the first, Jagatta Khan and the unit he has joined may be brought into play from reserves without making reserve realm. If Jagatta Khan is part of the flanking assault, then this rule applies to all units that are part of the flanking assault, but does not apply to a deep strike assault, dot prod assault, or subterranean assault. That includes Jagatta Khan. Nice. What's the biggest bike squad you can take? Six, I think, for jet bikes. And I think it's still six for outriders. Oh, really? I'll double check, but I so don't you... think they're massive. Okay, so you couldn't be like, I'm taking a 20-man bike squad. Well, no, but you got to remember when you do flanking assaults, you assign that many units. Oh. So you could be 12 units that you're bringing on. So you could just be a victorious It could be half charge. your army. Nice. So if you're bringing Chagorian Brotherhood, you have your jet bikes and bikes on the board and actually do a bunch of like jetpack marines along with uh, Khan and outflank them all. Yeah, okay. That'd Very be kind of cool because they all gain outflanks their infantry due yeah. to the right wall. Yeah. Um, and his Warlord Sire of the White Scars, um, if he's picked, he's always the Warlord, obviously. Uh, all infantry and cavalry models with the Legion Astartes White Scar special rule in the same army as Jagatti Khan, including Jagatti Khan, gains the Furious Charge 1 special rule on any turn in which they have moved. Um, in addition, um you make an additional reaction in the opposing player's movement phase as long as Jagatti Khan is not dead. So you can have 10 jet bikes in a unit. Oh, sick. So it says start with three and you can add up to seven additional. So 10 jet bikes with Jagatti Khan. Just and wait. Outriders numbers. are the same. So you can have 10 bikes. <laughs> I, love I, the, I love the fact that this is just sending you because your fifth ed Blood Angels was just bikes. <laughs> mm. But I've still got more as well. Not all of them. No, some of them are your house. They're, they're Night Lord bikes now. Sure, sure they are. They actually are. They're all converted. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't want to do White Scars. They're basically bland. I don't yeah. really like them. They're, yeah. they're, Joe, they're quite cool. I quite like the... Uh, their rules are solid. You can do multiple things with them. Their units are all pretty solid. There are things, you know... I think they're one of the more attractive legions to use their units and characters. Yeah. yeah over yeah, yeah. So, like, so it's like... I didn't feel very impressed by the Sons of Horus very much. Like Reavers and no. stuff, I was like, eh, Justarian, quite expensive. Like I'd take normal Terminators over them, and I'd, you know, like in the few of the legions we've done, you know, there you, there's been a unit that I've liked, but not much. But I could see myself using multiple of theirs. Okay. Um, so I think they're pretty solid as a legion. I, I think their units add flavour, not not openness yes yeah so it's not like the um i don't know the terminators from what faction we were talking about before <laughs> anyway they're, they're not they're not o overpowered they are like flavorsome units they're like a the flavor packet from a pot noodle they're not ever being on endor but it makes it a little bit better yeah um but yeah cool right uh that is the white scars matt have you got your fictitious role that you're gonna do i have well i've got the uh, I've what's left what's I left roller i will my laptop has stopped liking me. Oh, technology is failing us today. Honestly, it's bane of my life. Well, right. So we have left to do of the legions. We have Dark Angels, Iron Warriors, Space Wolves, Imperial Fists, Night Lords, Ultramarines, Thousand Suns, and Salamanders. Cool. Now the eight left. Mm. We hit halfway last episode. Right. Yeah. So I need a one to eight. Five. Five. The Night Lords. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. That'd be fun. That's very fun indeed. We can tempt Mike to start a Night Lord army. We... I don't think he listens to this segment of the episode. That's true. Um, Cool. So on that note, we will take a quick break, come back with our closing remarks, and uh, next month you can enjoy Matt getting all salivating over Night Lords and doing a certain Night Lord army again. Yeah, true. Do you want to paint some models? Come on, let's go and paint. They're always sitting on the shelf. They won't paint themselves. Do you want them to stay all grey? Hi, I'm Matt, and you may remember me from such things as pessimist or realist. You decide. Laziness, the hobby killer, and the burning of Hivani Prime. I'm here to tell you about the monthly hobby hangouts that we host online. These run usually the last Sunday of every month from 8pm UK time, where you'll be greeted by one of the podcast hosts. Every month is a blast with lots of chatter around the hobby as well as wider life in a friendly atmosphere. Some of us get a decent amount of hobby done, but by no means is that the must for these hangouts. We post updates and links to these events through our Facebook safe room and Discord channel, so jump on those to join in with other members of the Adeptus Terror community. We hope to see you there. Honestly, this boom arm is the way forward. (laughs) So, uh, welcome back. We're going to round out the episode now. Um, before we say our goodbyes, thank you for listening to the episode. Sorry for the technical issues that lost our first segment. Um, just is what it is. Uh, to be fair, we've only ever had one other... Yeah, we've done well. we deleted the episode. It's not bad in the all the time that you've yeah, been doing and this. To be honest, we lost the... <laughs> although it's sometimes the most fun to record... It is just us waffling on about stuff. Yeah. Whereas was, with, was, with every segment that's had actual content yeah. is here. Yeah. So we've done okay. It was nearly two hours. Yeah, it was it was a real shame. So um we were very upset and uh yeah, we, we sadly uh, lost that beginning. But hopefully you've enjoyed everything we've been able to bring to you for this episode. Um, quick reminders uh, before we we leave you we have our next hobby hangout which is the sunday the 31st of march come and hang out from 8 p.m onwards um a host will always be there between 8 and 10 and everything else is a bonus tends to go on way later than that but that's like the guaranteed time yeah um we do it on google meet there should have been an advert and various times we talk about it um yeah come along and hang out whether you've been a hundred times or never before they're really good evenings of encouragement and hobby and often laughter so yeah come and hang out with us sunday the 31st of march um the next siege of terror book is garrow knight of gray which will be a nice shorter book for us to to Mm -hmm. chat about uh before we tackle the end and the death the biggest bastard book in the that's just part one my friend <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little concerned. <laughs> like, yeah. I genuinely, I'm very concerned. It's we'll figure it out. Going to be, be okay. It'll be fun. Um, and lastly, next month's Law of the Legion will be the Night Lords. Send in the eighth. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Very excited. <laughs> Who wants to 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 say the famous last words, boys? Uh, I'll do it. Well, until next time. Always remember, the white scars are painted white because they're pretty bland. 
Thanks for listening to another successfully recorded episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast. Join the conversation on the Adeptus Terror podcast community safe room on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Adeptus Terror podcast or email at the Adeptus Terror podcast at gmail.com if you just want to chat to Matt. Thanks again. <laughs>